This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. All right, hello, and welcome to Aetherite Radio Gamer Escapes Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got Aladino, and we've got joining us from Oklahoma. <laughs> we have Russ. I did sing that the moment I got here, and my friend is from Oklahoma. Anytime I've thought that like you're out traveling this weekend, that's the only thing that just pops into my head. Mm-hmm. It just blares in your mind, and I sang it at my friend the moment that he picked me up, and I could just see the like he, light like, immediately leave his- regretted <laughs> it. Yeah, he's like, yes. oh. right. He's like freaking tourists. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, mm. today. Um, just in case the last letter from the producer live wasn't long enough for you. Uh, last night's went for like six hours. Yeah. Woo. So um, that's that's the topic today. Uh, I, was there any other Lodestone news? I don't think so. As if it matters. It just, it just occurred <laughs> to me. Was there anything? Uh Arrangement albums are up on uh, mm-hmm. streaming services. Yeah. Um, so if you want some more stuff to listen to, uh, go and listen to it. Um, Dragon Quest Ten collaboration event is uh, still going on, as mm-hmm. is the Moogle Treasure Show. So uh, if you want that jacket, uh, yeah, go get it. You Can, have I, some share time. Have, you have Can I share something? Can I share something? I have never played a Dragon Quest game. Uh-huh. And right before I flew out here... I started my first one. Yeah. And now like that I've seen the slimes in game, I had a moment where I just went, oh my gosh, I never got that slime hat because I never cared about yeah. the crossover because I never played a Dragon Quest game, but now I need it. You so never, as soon as I get back. You never got the I'm puff puff? I never got the puff puff. I never oh got the wiggly God. jiggly. Uh, I never got it. Which which Dragon Quest? Is it 11? It's... You know. Uh, I think it's it like the, the, the newer ones. Okay. There's she a boy. Doesn't even know which one it is. <laughs> Look, Bebop had it. It was like Bebop had it. It was just like here's this game. You didn't ah. you didn't play a Dragon Quest, so we're gonna play it. He um is the Luminary, and yeah, he's so got a, a really yeah. trim yeah. So like great Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is that one is well, most of them are amazing, but that one is truly, truly amazing. I can't I played, wait to I've played a little bit of that. The only yeah. Dragon Quest game that I completed. Yeah. You sitting, you sitting down? Uh, yeah. Dragon Quest Builders 2. I knew it was going to be Builders. <laughs> Somehow really I knew it was going to be Builders. <laughs> Aldino, I'm so you. sorry that you're stuck on this podcast with us. But I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to do my first Dragon Quest. And no. I'm very excited to hear that it's good. Because we are just a little ways into it. And I was like, yeah. I'm curious, but it's yeah. starting to get more interesting. So now I'm like, I got to get in on that collab event before it's gone because I'm going to inevitably fall in love with this franchise yeah. and then want all the stuff I didn't get from the collab event. So there will be emotions. It doesn't look like there might be. There will be. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So let's get into the live letter. Uh, the biggest thing. Uh, yeah. uh, and Walker has been delayed <sighs> by two weeks. It has so, been. So instead of early access on the 19th and official launch on the 23rd, um, we are now looking at early access on December 3rd with uh, the official launch being moved to December 7th. Um, so there is a, a full post up on the Lodestone uh, talking about that. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you yeah. wanna, it sucks. If you, if you <laughs> want a TLDR of that post, 
it's for quality, it's for stability, it's for the stuff that yeah. we want it to have, right? There's a lot of new players. It's the end of the the era, basically. Let's get it right. It sucks yeah. if you took time off. I like, definitely look, get it. Yeah, yeah. Does it suck that it got delayed? Yes. Ugh. Did I did I rearrange my holiday schedule to play a video game? Yes. But is delaying mm-hmm. it the right call if it's not ready? Yes. Yes. So, and like honestly, this is such a huge expansion too. I mean, it was one of those things where obviously seeing Yoshi Dasan be so emotional mm-hmm. on the live letter about this, you know how much he just cares about the community's opinions of the game and the relationship and trust that they have with this game, especially having been the person to like take that chance to be like, mm-hmm. we need to overhaul this and make it something incredible. You know what I mean? And with all of his experience and all of his years of just, I mean, I think incredibly good calls for this game. It's like, mm-hmm. if he himself looked at it and went, we need two more weeks, I'm like, okay, Yoshida-san, like, that's fine. I'm I'm sad. And yes, of yeah. course, we all want to play it. And yes, to people who took time off, that is really frustrating, especially when your bosses aren't very understanding. But like, this is a massive thing. 11 years of story to mm. wrap up. And in the post, I felt so bad. He's just like, this is like the most monumental expansion we've ever had. And we're trying mm-hmm. to make it the biggest and the best ever. And it's all my fault. It's my fault because I wanted it to be so good. And I'm so sorry. And I was like, yeah. no, well, and no. Then he, and then he starts getting teary eyed. And he, you know, he talks yeah. about how like, this is like the first time in his career, right? Mm-hmm. That he's had to like delay. So like, it's like, I felt so bad for the, but like, you know, like, I get it. A lot of people understand, but you're still yeah. going to have the people that are, you know, like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. You're terrible. Like, I, you know, I, you're, you're going to get that, you know, you know, I want to I want to normalize being upset about it. Right. Sure. You could be upset about it, especially yeah. if you had time. But we want to make sure that we're not attacking anyone about yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. The don't, devs. don't be, you know, figuring out emails and sending death threats right. or anything stupid like that. Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, honestly, I try and tell everybody always. And, like, this, of course, is not, this was, you know, not something that any of us expected. We're getting right. so close to it. So there's, like, it's not anybody's fault. You know what I mean? But I always tell people, I'm like, if you have extremely limited time off, if you, like, really, 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 it's going to be impossible for you to rework this, then I always tell people to, like, not waste their PTO. And it's like, it's so difficult, but there are so many unexpected things that come up with MMOs, whether it's a delay or it's that literally the servers aren't stable upon release Mm -hmm. or it's whatever Mm -hmm. it is that I'm usually just like, if this is going to be something that is absolutely make or break for you, do not like schedule those precious hours around this because there's always unpredictability. And of course, this was not anything anyone would have foreseen. But I mean, This is a huge, really pivotal, really monumental expansion, and I think we want it to be remembered for the right reasons, not because it came out and everybody was like, oh my gosh, it was unplayable, and I was so mad, and like, servers were a disaster, but because it was truly like the narrative culmination, a a pinnacle of storytelling in MMOs that will set a precedent for a whole new storyline, but also for all other MMOs in the genre. So I'm just like, I just want to be good, so like, you just make it good. Then I play yeah. it. Yeah, and I, you know, we have to be careful also about toxic positivity on the other side too, sure. right? There are people who are going to be upset, and it's okay that they're upset. And we can tell them, you know, everything like don't don't take PTO, but they're going to be feeling away. Don't mm-hmm. attack them either, right? As long as they're not being jerks and 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 attacking developers, people can be upset. Let people yeah, let, cannot, let, let people you know? grieve how they want to grieve. For you know, I mean, maybe grief isn't yeah. the right word, right? It's not sure, like but, somebody died, but. 
yeah um you know let them you know kind of sulk and, and come to terms with it yeah yeah well, yeah i mean it is tough and it's been an especially hard year you know what i mean this is something mm-hmm. that many of us have looked forward to and it's been something where like in an otherwise pretty bleak rough pandemic of two years that has lasted mm-hmm. we've really been looking forward to this so it is absolutely valid to be upset about it to be disappointed I mean, it's funny because I feel like I was such a mixed bag of emotions. I don't know about both of you, but I was like, on one hand, I was really sad because I was really excited to play it. On the other hand, I was super relieved because I was just like, I didn't even know how I was going to be able to get all the stuff done that I wanted to get done before then. And I did. I was like in the middle of conversations with my mom being like, hey, yeah, so Thanksgiving. (laughs) And it was like in one fell swoop, all the stress. It was like, oh, just two weeks later. Okie dokie. Mm, <laughs> like, it's yeah. great. Yeah, that was kind of me too, because I was like, oh, could we do Thanksgiving now? I think we're still going to keep with our, our original plans, but um, yeah, it's just like that, that like, oh, so we could holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, I, I think, like, for, for me, like, because I mean, I've, I've got people, you know, in my family and game development and stuff like that. Like, I know what, you know, kind of thoughts and and stuff are are probably going through Yoshida's head with this and and you can tell like just just how much it bothered him and it's just like oh it sucks like I feel really bad for the team but Mm -hmm. um I I will say I am seeing way more people being understanding than not yeah Um, yeah certainly so that's that's it's so good to see with with the way Mm -hmm. that we know you know we we know how bad the other side of that coin can be um yes and so it's, it's nice to see everybody so supportive yeah, especially in a year where we have had so many other games that have struggled with exactly this issue. You know, mm-hmm. even just thinking back to like the Cyberpunk release, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. that game had been delayed multiple times, but honestly, it should have been delayed even more. Yes. And there's like really good stuff in there. But you can tell like that that was not the vision, the full, complete vision that they even wanted to realize. And I think that, you know, when there are games that are going to leave their mark or that are huge, just like incredibly difficult undertakings. There is a bit of understanding that has to kind of go into it where it's just like, especially as Final Fantasy XIV experiences a boom, unlike anything we've ever seen in the game, Mm -hmm. where I'm sure they were really conscious of the fact that QA testing now more than ever would probably be the vital last piece of what has to happen for this to be like a good experience for players. So I'm glad they're taking the time. And I mean, honestly, it's so tough because like Yoshida-san says, like, I'm really sorry if I broke the player's trust with this. And I mean, I can't speak for everybody. And people like you were saying are justified in feeling upset or like having a lot of other issues that might happen with this. But like, I think this game has more than proven itself. Mm -hmm. Like, just to be Mm -hmm. honest, I mean, I think the trust that has been built up in this game with its schedules, with like, the team that delivers these unparalleled experiences. And like, while there are things we critique about the game, there's so much about this game that it's like, trust is not trust. If the moment something doesn't go the way that you expect it, you're just like, you know, it's like, this is something they've earned. And so to extend that trust back to them, I was just like, okay. For for Yoshida to word it that way too. I mean, it it reminds me of a, of a teacher that I used to have. Like if I didn't do homework, he wouldn't be like, Oh, why didn't you do homework? He'd be like, he, he wasn't mad. He was disappointed, right? It's that kind of stance. He's like, people aren't angry. Like, they don't trust us. Like, that's, the, like, the the more emotional, like, that's the worst, you know, option of the of the two, right? So, um, it just, ugh, I feel so bad for, for Yoshida-san and for the team. Uh, but again, mm-hmm. like, everybody, you know, that I've been seeing for the most part has been really positive and, and understanding. And, you know, like, 
now you you know some of you maybe now you have a week in November to just relax. Maybe you have you know time to still uh, you know hang out with your family if you're uh, you know if you're in the U.S. You can do Thanksgiving. Um, otherwise, just you know chill, calm before the storm, right? Get you know just just chill, prep, get prepared, and then yeah, prepared, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, fingers crossed to everybody who did take time off who are now trying to figure out if they can move it because like mm-hmm. I get that's a huge yeah. stress, you yeah. know, like that's a huge stress. So I really well, hope people are able to renegotiate it to yeah. some extent, or yeah, yeah. or I mean, just I mean, take uh, time over the holidays. To play, yeah. So I mean, I used yeah. to work retail, like trying to get time off during this time of year. I know yep. how much of a pain in the ass that can be. Yep. So. Uh, you know, hopefully people can make it work. And if not, you know, it's it sucks, but, you know, yeah. you'll still get to play the game eventually and you'll still be able to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I am super glad, though, just to be real, that okay. Savage is not coming out over Christmas. Yes, like, that is nice. I honestly was surprised. Like they want they always want to stay on pace. This year has been an unprecedented weird thing with a lot of the shifts they've had to do and ultimate being delayed. Like this is not something that we've ever experienced in the game before. And again, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is because of extenuating circumstances, obviously with a pandemic. But um, it has been a really strange year. But like even so, I was surprised that they didn't like schedule them later than usual after the initial release that was announced because I was just like this is tough my family's not gonna understand that I need to raid and like I want to see my family it's tricky too right because I mean you look at Japan like they don't do Christmas like we do like their Christmas thing is like we're all gonna get orders from KFC like seriously like that's what they do in Japan Mm -hmm. they order KFC um so it's it's that that cultural like I don't know if I'd call it like a disconnect right but I mean you have this game mm-hmm. in so many different regions that you know the you might land on a holiday for one region like regardless of when you launch it yeah. and that's just unavoidable right that's just how it is it's it's either they can yeah. wait to release it another couple months or they can just put it out now and it is what it is so um, yeah those dates though because uh, I don't think we we went up to the seventh but the twenty first of December is normal raid so yes. it's patch 6.01 yeah so let's then, let's actually let's yeah. go down the the list here yeah because uh, we could kind of we could talk about the delay forever uh, yeah <laughs> we'll talk about it for five hours and we'll just keep saying the same thing <laughs> um exactly. so they did uh release the upcoming patch schedule and this is through mm-hmm. uh patch 6.05 so um december 3rd um will be the start of early access december 7th will be the official endwalker launch December 21st is going to be patch 6.01, which will be the release of Pandemonium Raid content. Um, I'll I'll get back to that in a sec. Um, January 4th, uh, patch 6.05 will be Pandemonium Savage, the Excitatron 6000 Treasure Map Dungeons, uh, Mm -hmm. New Elegant Tomestones uh, with the weekly cap uh, and new gear. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that dreaded when I saw how they were spelling pandemonium with that 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 AE character mm-hmm. that they use for the encyclopedia. I was like, oh no. As somebody <laughs> that like that like writes this stuff up sometimes, I'm like, oh why would yeah. you do yeah, this I love to me, it. Koji? Because it gives me that good like fantasy world texture, you know, Co- like when Koji you saw an unnecessary- opportunity. <laughs> yes, like, like when you unnecessarily put like a Y in a word, just like in the middle of it, or like the little anytime you get the little like uh comma or like you know anything like that i love that fantasy flair yeah um so yeah so that is the schedule so um you'll get uh normal raid right before christmas and then you'll get Mm -hmm. savage right after new year's which 
I I think is probably like considering you know all things yeah. considered, that's probably a solid time. Like that's you know out of mm-hmm. when things are coming out, like that's probably the best time that they could have done it. Right, a couple days before right. Christmas when you know people aren't quite traveling yet, but it's not savage, so you can get it done in a day. Yeah. And then no January fourth, like most people are probably back from New Year's by then if they're out yeah. traveling. So like I think that's yep. like it's just it's right on the edge, you know, of of both of those holidays. So I think it works really yep. well. I, I think it's a great time in general. In specific, it is horrible for me, but that's okay. I mean, that's the way that it works. Like, you, yeah. you, some people get it on the, the front end of the two weeks shifted. Some people, it's on the back end, right? There's some Savage Raiders who are like, oh, good, the fourth? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be gone for a week. Whoops. Yeah. You know, how, like, how it dare they not consult you personally right. before exactly. making these decisions that affect millions of players? So everybody's going to feel it a little bit. I think in general it is better, though. Like, yeah. it just makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it is, again, it's so tough. People made a lot of plans. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that people do plan around. So, and especially with, like, World's First stuff and organizing those sure. kinds of events. Um, like, there's definitely a lot of consideration cool. there. But, oh, boy, the overlap with the holidays. You know, it wasn't so bad when it was just, like, me. But now that I have, like, my family and my partner's family, mm-hmm. the holidays, and I'm sure many of you understand, are always, like, mm-hmm. the most stressful ever because everybody wants quality time together mm-hmm. but then if there's big releases or stuff at the same time you're like when am i gonna make content for this yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it gets hard too i mean obviously like you know we're we're a little bit more of the exceptions like but we have to review this we have to play it you know um but yeah i think it you know in in right over the past couple of years right you know now people are getting vaccinated they are more willing to travel and get together with their mm-hmm. family so it it kind of sucks you know that i, I think it it like the delay is bad. Like it's not great, right? But ultimately, I think that this moves it just on either end of the holidays, and I think yeah. that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's something yeah. that that's, that's a really good thing to come out of this. So, um, sure. we had a launch trailer. Yes. Um, uh... we we won't go too in depth about it. Like I know there's a lot of people oh, uh, this yes. time around. They're like, nope. Like I'm out. I'm not looking at it. I don't want to know anything yeah. about it. Um, that new vocal track, though, I th- I think yes, that's going to be. Amazing. I think that's going to be this expansion's tomorrow and tomorrow. Yes, yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, and they like the little snippets of all the little things, even from the media tour previews that we got to do, mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. little like hi, yeah. It kills me every it's time so I good. hear it. Mm-hmm. The music was so amazing. And I will say, um, having just watched the trailer myself right before the cast today because I was busy last night, um, there is what I would consider, hmm, although, of course, they're usually really good about this, mm. but there is at least one major visual that I would say is probably a spoiler. Yeah, most likely. I think, And, like, yeah. It's maybe the most spoilery spoiler I've ever seen in one of their trailers. But even so, I don't know if we can necessarily understand the full scope of this expansion, Mm -hmm. right? I think there's so much more that we probably have no idea or no concept Mm -hmm. of what we're going to see. So, like, I wouldn't worry too much. But if you are somebody who's been really on the fence about watching it, I was like, oh, there can't be anything that much in it. And then I watched it and I was like, they put that in there? There's a couple, like... What is that? Mm. What, <laughs> yeah. what is that thing? Uh, Goldstar's got it right in the chat. Um, the new launch trailer was uh, was not too spoily compared to uh, Shadowbringers yeah. with the Idolid and yeah. Zodiac are primals. Yeah. Yeah. That's shout out true. To, shout out to our That's buddy Brian. True. Holy Avalon Star. 
Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, granted, I guess with Shadowbringers, the big sucker punch of that expansion to me wasn't even actually that reveal, no. right? Like that is a big thing. And it was a big question mm-hmm. that we were curious about. But the real sucker punch for me was Amarat mm, and the yeah. ancients and like the context of them being primals. Yes. So again, I feel like especially knowing that this expansion based off of what we saw with the uh, presentation during the media tour, I think this expansion is going to go to places so much bigger than we're even assuming that the stuff that they've shown us that are like, Oh yeah, that's like a thing that we were probably hoping to see, but now it's in the trailer just kind of makes me go, then what are they going to punch me with when I actually play the game? (laughs) (laughs) What are they reserving? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, they did a quick uh, patch overview um, talked about some of the new areas. You know, we, we know most of these already. Um, Old Charlie and Razadhan, Labyrinthos, Thavnir, Garlemald, Mare Lamentorum, which is the moon. Um, and mm-hmm. then question mark, question mark more. Uh, so, you know, we have our, you know, they showed the, the, uh, artwork for, uh, weird green floating Amarat ish thing, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that we've, you know, they've been showing that for a little while. So, um, yeah, there's there the fact that you know they're holding something back is like we're gonna have this big right. like, oh my god like I want to give me another Amarat moment like that's oh that's you know what I want. you know it's coming yeah oh definitely definitely I was actually surprised that they mentioned that is it Labyrinthos mm-hmm. is one of the earliest zones that yeah. you'll be in. And I like we talked so long before they actually released details about it being like an underground library and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So many of us were theorizing from what we'd seen, like, oh, it's got to be an underground apocalypse bunker. Right. Right. It's where they make the the pumpkins for their pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Yes, that's right. Apparently, because they do have all the plants down there. And I don't know if that's just part of like a natural organic preservation system and it purifies the air for the books or I have no idea. But it does seem like they've done a variety of experiments down there. So to hear that this thing that I thought, I mean, granted, we'd seen pictures of it, so I mm-hmm. guess it couldn't have been that big of a surprise. But to hear that it was actually like one of the earlier zones and is not probably going to be this massive epic mystery that I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I was like, and yet the city in the clouds is still a huge mm-hmm. mystery. So yeah. I I think in, in my brain, like my head cannon right now, we're going to start by going to Old Charlayan, right? We're going to take the boat from Limsa, like we saw in the launch yeah. trailer. We'll go to Charlayan. Um, that might, maybe, maybe that's, I, I don't know. Like I started mm. talking then I'm like second guessing myself already. Cause we did see a new, uh, a picture of a new dungeon that looks like it's probably in the jungles of Thavner after the, mm. the sky lights up. Yes. But we also know that the first dungeon was tower of Zot, which is in yeah, Thavner. So huh. do we go to old Charlayan first and then come back? Do we go to Razadhan first and then go to old Charlayan? Like it's, mm. yeah. Either way, Even either though- way, my head cannon. I think we're gonna go to Garlemald sooner than we thought, and it's it's yeah. gonna be like before the midpoint. In in sure. my mind, that's what I'm thinking. You know, something I, I was that. also surprised by with the trailer and the zones, right? Is that having like wandered around Garlemald, and of course, again, it was just the media tour preview of it. So mm-hmm. it's not like we totally know what the plots or characters right. or things are going to be. There the map no may not NPCs. have even, yeah, like it might not have even been fully populated. Like we don't really know. But it felt to me so desolate, so final, that I was really surprised to see in the launch trailer several like Garlean characters and new Garlean characters. Yeah. And this discussion about like, you know, these little snippets that seem to almost be about like whether or not they're going to help save the people of Garlemald or not. And I was kind of going, oh, I thought they were just mm-hmm. getting them out of the way. 
And so they just super <laughs> obliterated them to like, you know, usurp our expectations in that regard. So it was interesting to see them in there. And I'm curious how large of a role they're going to play. But mm-hmm. it makes sense, right? Because really, a lot of the begetting antagonism of this story came from Garlemald before right. we ever knew anything about the bigger key players. That has been a constant in this game. And to bring that to some sort of, I think, good conclusion, as opposed to just setting it on fire and then right. being like, bye, I think that's a much better way to do this with Endwalker. Yeah, I'll be really oh, curious man. to see what we do. And, you know, we, we saw at least a couple of, of, of Garleans. We saw one of them wearing, you know, some some judge looking armor. I'm curious who that might be. What that mean? Uh, I see in chat guesses that it's Nerva, I, which mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. Having just brushed up on my Garlean lore for my Garlemald zone tour video, mm-hmm. I was very glad that I did. Right. <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't have even remembered who Nerva was, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was very glad I was able to recap that and like brush it up yeah. for myself. I mean, there's too. that one shot too. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the train. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know where that is. Um so yeah, I think that'll be really cool. Um Moving down our list here, uh, one of the really cool things, this is what I was looking forward to the most in the live letter, was the random like kind of system side changes that they were doing. Right. We already have so many really great like quality of life things. They've done a lot with Shadowbringers. Like, what else can they even add? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have NPCs walk around with you when you do certain quests. What? They're going to like banter and stuff as you just walk right. around. Like, that's awesome. Like, I love that. Uh- it's so cool. It's such a RPG flavor. Yeah. It really, it could really underpin the end of the story, you know, actually traveling with them. Because we always say that Stormblood was cool because it was this kind of, you know, girl's trip, right? With, well, with and, Allison, and, we got and to. Heaven's Word, too, right? You had yeah, Heaven's, Heaven's Word, was, Heaven's the Word was, was the, yeah, the bro trip. At and least then you... <laughs> half, at least. Yeah. Right. And we were kind of uh, in a, a an ensemble during Shadowbringer, so I'd love to see that. I hope that it changes per zone. I hope that we get to talk to everybody. I hope that you don't have to pick because I won't be able to pick. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, it is one of those things where I think that there have always been these kind of weird gaps. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they have been working to try and fill those as far as your kind of immersion standpoint goes. Where like early on in the game, you get to these key moments and like maybe you and the other people are imprisoned. And like, if you're lucky, you get put into some kind of little like zone before you go into the trial or whatever. And you can kind of see your ally there and they're like, good luck. And you're just like, okay, (laughs) thanks. I hope I don't die. But they've been trying more and more and more to build that gap. So it really does feel like you are on an active journey with them with everything from trusts, which now allows you to kind of seamlessly, right, Mm -hmm. continue that momentum into the content um, to stuff like this now where you literally are taking this journey with people. It's not like you just have to like move your butt across the map to find wherever the sparkle is and then they'll show up there. Like, I really, really, really love this touch. And I totally agree that it's one of those little like things you don't expect, but that gets sprinkled in that might very well make some of the major moments of this expansion. They were already doing such a phenomenal job with even just the like pre and post quest dialogue you could get from clicking right. on various NPCs um, in Shadowbringers. So to see them flesh that out more in a way that's sort of tied into your flow and experience of the story, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think more. it'll be great because it's, I think it'll be a great way to be able to insert more story, right? Because mm-hmm. right now, I mean, they have some quest text, they have maybe some bubble text. Um, you know, there's there's certain ways that they can insert information. And I think this is going to be a new way to add more story elements. Um, I know um, at one point during the, the broadcast, you should have talked about how 
Um, like the first time you get to old Charlayan, there may be, there's going to be some, some text that you can find that first mm-hmm. time that maybe references like that, you know, the, how the twins used to, you know, they grew up yeah. in, in old Charlayan and I stuff. I can't wait to see so it. So it's going to be one of those things like, okay, we get there for the first time. What kind of like, are we in like a phased instance? What's going on? Talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't <laughs> miss any juicy bits of info. Um, and you can G pose. While yeah. they're with so you. So you can you can G pose when the NPCs are with you. Um and they talked about how they might also join you um on mounts. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's gotta be at least one quest that like puts you on a two seater mount or something, mm-hmm. you know, so that they, they can accompany you. So that's really cool. Please. Um my whole playthrough. My car. Yes, my whole playthrough is gonna be utterly derailed. I'm gonna be yep. just deep in G pose land, taking pictures of me and Alice on a like mm-hmm. a horse, just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at us, friendship trip. <laughs> that was that was the one of the funny things too about the live letter is um when they started talking about uh the twins and Ultra Lane and stuff and uh, he started talking about how you know a lot of people are excited to go see uh you know where they they grew up and to visit their their family because to a lot of people you know Ali say is their waifu <laughs> and and Alfino is their their husbando that's why they keep calling uh their dad dad mm-hmm. um and it's just like oh my god oh. like. Yeah, we ran into a Yoshida little bit of knows, that. Yoshida knows his player base. <laughs> right. I know, when they, but it was deeply unfortunate. <laughs> when they showed Yustola and the chat was like, Mommy! Yeah. And they had to make a comment about that. <laughs> Yoshi P is like, I don't think... I'm not responsible for what she might do if you said that to her. <laughs> like, don't do so, that. So, yeah, he's like, I've never called her Mommy. Um, <laughs> yeah. On a super weird related note... I like that. Um, I like where this is starting. Towards the end of the broadcast, um, this isn't in our write-up because it's it's one of those Japanese-only things, and it's like, oh. Yeah. Um, they are... Do you guys remember uh, three years ago, they did an April Fool's joke that was a manga? Yes. Uh, of, like, school. Like, they were, like, going to school. Alice mm-hmm. was, like, the main uh, protagonist. Uh, they are making that. For They're real. actually making this this manga. Um, in the it's back... only JP? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So in we, the, in the back is we translated this. If you haven't seen it yet, um, search for it up on on Gamer Escape. We we actually we translated this. I lettered it because that's my other my yep. side job is I, I letter mm-hmm. manga. So I I gave it a, a lettering treatment. Um, in the back there's a character table. Guess who's mommy in the family? Oh no. Is it Yustola? It is Yustola. Oh my she, god. She is she is listed as the mom. Yeah. Look, I feel better about calling and this is coming from somebody who does not I like to say that I like to be stepped on, but I do not mm-hmm. personally enjoy calling anybody mommy in a sure, sense yeah. at all ever. It's very uncomfortable <laughs> to me. I dislike it strongly. But in the case of Ishola, I'm like, okay, sure, fine. Like maybe, yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. Calling the twins waifu and husbando, I'm like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. the teenagers, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> you gotta, they gotta actually have their age up in this game, yeah. and then Bring you can start back. talking about yes. whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> dad crit is good. I see in chat dad gold crit. stars. Dad crit, yes. Dad crit. Oh, yeah, it took certainly. him a little bit to learn how to be a good father, mm-hmm. and it took the help and support of his husband Orianje. And between mm-hmm. the two of them, they learned how to dad good in Shadowbringers. Yeah. <laughs> dad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that whole second tier of Eden was just like bad choices. The raid. If they had better parents, sure. I think that would have ended a little better. Um, well, at least they have dad reflexes. They did keep things from going too wrong. 
That's right? true. Everybody made it out alive and nobody right. was bleeding too much. So, it, you know, it is funny. One of the one of the the, the funny, like really, ch- it was like the MS paint. I, you know, I wanted mm-hmm. to say Photoshop, but it was probably in paint. Um, yeah. Took this this image of the warrior light with with Alpha and Alex. They walking behind him for like the quest stuff. Um, and they put like the, the little kitty leashes on yeah. Alpha and Alex. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Edit. Oh, you oh. know, it has dawned on me that we're over here talking about, like, mommy in regards to Ishola. Mm-hmm. But as chat has reminded us here, like, are we going to see that as opposed to Shadowbringers, which was like Dadbringers, is this going to be like mm. Mumwalker? And yep. I was over here like, well, they do call her mother Heidelin. Yep, so mother if Heidelin. any of you want to take that risk mm. and you want to go look that mm. beautiful lady of light in the face and call her mommy, you take your chance. Do it. She we'll might be like, happens. my child, and that'll be fine. Or mm-hmm. she might obliterate you and kill yeah. you, and then you'll be wiped from existence. And that's Endwalker. So. Sickness must <laughs> that's be the third. End. That's, the, yeah, that's, the, that's the bad ending for Endwalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could just see the JoJo to be continued meme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that okay. 6.1 arc is going to be crazy. Um, yeah. It's wild. Uh, so we are going to get uh, Studium deliveries. Um, so it's just like, you know, they had to the Crystarium. Um, they will have five quest lines for Disciples of Hand and Land. Um, and these will be divided up uh, with Blacksmith, Armor, and Goldsmith, Carpenter, Leatherworker, Weaver, Alchemist, Culinarian, Botanist, Miner, and Fisher. Um, and then there will be yeah. extra quests if you complete all of those quest lines. Um, you know, that... That's really cool because we were kind of wondering when we got roll quests and and Shadowbringers and we're like, yeah, but what are you going to do in the future for crafting and gathering? Well, they answered it. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Just more of those. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And did we, did I remember correctly, did we touch on the new roll quests? Not yet. That were just above that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those as well. I mean, it's great to see them actually. My bad. That's okay. I just thought maybe my memory lapsed. We got distracted by mommy. Yeah, sorry, that was very distracting, to be fair, and I apologize for everything that's happened in the last 10 minutes, but I I am really glad to see this, because there are a lot of people who really love crafting and gathering, and with the really, mm-hmm. like, excellently done push, where they reworked so much stuff, and they added Guardian Restoration, I think we'll probably see more people than ever in a place to actually do those quests, which I'm sure was really their endgame the whole time with all of mm-hmm. that, um, and you know, even I will have stuff that I'll probably be able to do, and I'm the laziest and worst crafter gatherer in all of final <laughs> fantasy 14 but i'd love to see those quests and to have mm-hmm. something in there as well that kind of keeps building off of that and showing that like hey these are important to us too is really nice yeah, yeah. um so this time around we'll have five quest lines uh tank healer melee dps physical range dps and magical range dps there will be extra quests for completing all five of these quest lines that will be added uh in they're saying 6.1 or later I don't know okay. if that's supposed to be an and or if they don't know when exactly they're going to drop mm-hmm. yet. Um, we don't know if they'll be tied to the void quests. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's been kind of a big question mark. Obviously, like, you know, we've talked about the void quests uh, before. Really great stuff. But to have that Absolutely. kind of barrier to entry is maybe not so great. Um, so, yeah, I'll be really curious to see what they what they do with these. Um they say that the roll quest will not be a requirement to complete main scenario like it was in Shadowbringers. So it's not like you're going through the story and you're like, oh, I need to stop I and go to these roll quests. Right. Now. So you'll be able to just go through it. Um, also, there will be no level 90 job quests. 
How do you guys feel Ugh. about that? I wasn't surprised, to be yeah. honest. I really wasn't. It felt very much to me, and Yoshi just not even said, right, during this portion, um, that the ones that we got at 80 were meant to be an end, right? Mm -hmm. Those They were meant mm -hmm. to be like a little final capstone that just tied up the story that it existed so far. And honestly, that's what it felt like to me, you know? I didn't right. feel like they added anything they, you know, they were pretty much just like a final farewell to the trainers and characters that had played a role. They were sort of a brief little afterthought that just occurred that you could do as well. Whereas the real meat of those quests for me were those different, you know, categories of quest right. lines. And then yeah. the culminating quest off of those. I really did like that they did the kind of, you know, um, bonus quest after that and then the void quests after that. Because it gives you just an incentive, like we talked about when we discussed the void quests, I think to just quest for questing you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to see story like if you put your time and you enjoy questing and you want to do that and you want to like level up those base jobs and then do the other stuff it incentivizes you to do that whereas a lot of other content in the game you know it's like you got to have whatever it's like you know, a lot of it is more combat oriented or all these other things or turn in this much money or do this stuff or gather this stuff or craft these things so it's just kind of nice to have quests that are meant to be that mm -hmm. like story mm -hmm. quests that if you spend the time doing them you get the reward you get more just story stop. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and it struck me, it was, I don't know, it was kind of surprising just because job quests for, you know, for a while have been kind of like yeah. a staple, right, of the, the game. Mm -hmm. But um, as I've said many times before, so I won't go into it too much, uh, the level 80 ones were very disappointing to me. They felt very yeah. copy paced. It was, oh, where have you been? Oh, you went to the first, that's cool. That's Deal weird. with this lame story. Small thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like I'm I'm a little surprised, but after the last round, like it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, I wanted them did. to either Oh go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I wanted them to either bring them back to the forefront or get rid of them completely, and they went with get rid of them completely. Yep. It's yes. a little it's a little sad to me because there's so much lore in the jobs that we won't be touching on right there's so much lore there's mm. so much lore about being a paladin on, a on the other hand though too i mean yoshida scholar. did mention um you know it's the idea of if you keep going with these characters yeah. like you're got you've gotten so powerful like what mm -hmm. else are they going to be able to teach you they and can't train that's, you that's fair you know yeah so maybe maybe in the future they'll you. have like a new kind of arc for the jobs mm -hmm. or something so we'll have to wait and exactly see what they i would do. love yeah. for the job quest to be us interrogating a mystery about the job and we're not learning anything it's just that's the story mm -hmm. yeah. there, there are different stories for each job and you all do in parallel you know that'd be cool I, you don't need to train during a job quest there's so many of them that didn't give you an ability and, anyway you know and i yeah and i and i think that's part of why they've mm -hmm. kind of started to phase them out right is that you don't need to do them to unlock abilities like we used to um, just because it's it's kind of a detriment to progression to have to stop and do the quest to unlock an ability or maybe you forget to do it and you don't have that ability at all for a while. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they could easily like I know uh, chat's been talking about how, you know, dancer is so ingrained in, in like Thavner uh, and its culture and stuff. They could totally mm -hmm. still have some quests on the side that talk about dancers and stuff. I think that they could do that and that would be fine. Um, so, yeah. 
I agree. I mean, one thing that we've also seen with these quests, and we've talked about these pros and cons before. On one hand, I do think these job quests are great because, I mean, like you were kind of mentioning, Aldino, I think it gives you a perspective into that class, its lore, the feel, what it means to mm -hmm. be that. We had even sort of hypothesized at some point in the past, well, if you know people can't teach you things, then why can't you just take a journey where you're learning ancient secrets or you're coming up with new magic or you're right. doing, you know, where you get to become the master as opposed to the apprentice. And I think they could have absolutely done something like that. And it's it's important to note that Yoshida-san did say that as of right now, right, there's not going to be any 90 quests, but that mm -hmm. if they were looking to do more of these in the future, they would probably start fresh with something. Right. And I think with all of their sort of knowledge now with how these classes have developed and changed, and we've even seen some big things, we don't know for sure, but I assume the summoner quests have been, you know, we had those little changes right. that were done, but because the whole class has been overhauled now, that's a whole other thing, right? Mm -hmm. If we if we have these quests, I think it does also make it a little bit difficult for them if those classes change yep. or if things have to be significantly overhauled for those classes over time, it would just have to structure them in a different way where it wouldn't be quite as, you know, uh, well, we structured all of this around these really important things, and now that class doesn't even have that. Yep. So uh, I can see why they kind of shifted away from that. And as long as the other quests replacing it are good and offer us something more about the world, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. But if they bring them back at some point, I think that would also be really neat just to see what they could do with them with this much knowledge about the game and how those, you know, classes and those jobs worked or didn't work in the past right. with all the different quests that we had. Um, they showed us uh, some screenshots of new dungeons. Some of these we've seen before. Some of them we haven't. Um, I think I, I talked earlier. There was one where it was basically uh, like it looked like Thavner's jungle during the uh, mm -hmm. when the sky was all lit up, Bad like we kind of saw in the uh, in the trailer. So Thavner is so on fire. It's so on fire. It makes me so worried. Good. Well, you know, we 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 joked about this a little bit, right? When we had the media tour, Square was like, "Hey, we set the uh, the weather in Thavner to be clear skies." I was like, "Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You're not uh, hiding anything, are you?" Because <laughs> yeah. I'm totally expecting this to, there to be like a phased instance or whatever, or a time, oh, yeah. a progression through main scenario where it's just on fire, just um, like Ilmeg, right? Ilmeg has mm -hmm. the fog at first, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and then. Yep. I think that'd be really cool. Um, let's see. New trials. They're secret. Yep. That's it. That's but, the, the, the trials. Secret is all it said. We know that probably Anima is a trial. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Bit. Yeah. I, uh -huh. I, they could just throw us a curveball and be like, yeah, so Anima is a boss dungeon, uh, yeah. a dungeon boss in Garlemald. And there's two new trials for things we haven't even announced yet. Yeah. Like, you don't even know what they are. It's probably anima though. Like, <laughs> you oh, probably yeah, you probably course. like you know like let's let's we'll tinfoil hat this. You fight Xenos at the end of a dungeon, and then you get into the trial with that's like him and anima, and not who knows. Mm -hmm. um, who knows? Yeah, but uh, so there you go. Um, we did get our first looks at uh, Pandemonium. Um, we got to see what was kind of probably like the the staging area. Yeah. Um, very like reminiscent of like void scent dunce scythe like very yeah it gave me a lot of those kind of vibes um we also got a look at uh two of the armor sets as well for that um so yeah i'm, I'm yeah. really curious it, it definitely like wasn't like an obvious like this is under silver to your lake like so i don't know sure. what's going on that was I, i'm still right. hoping that's the case but the gear yeah. the gear looks so good yeah 
It's very kind of like a, yeah, it's like a crypt, uh, what was it, Crypt Walker? Is that crypt, the name crypt of Lurker. Vicky? Crypt Lurker. Lurker, Crypt Lurker. Kind but of like similar. white and clean. But white. <laughs> it reminds me of, of kind of very Grease-inspired as well. I don't know. It's kind of in between, but I do know that those weapons have some really cool effects on it that you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. 2D, mm-hmm. but I those are going to be some glows that people want. Especially that scythe. Looking at it, yeah. So, so it full disclosure: like... when you said yeah. it looked like it looked looked like Greece, uh-huh. did first... you think of the musical? Yes. Okay. And then my brain sat on that for a second and it was like, "You are dumb." <laughs> it's clearly not based on the musical. Like it's like I don't think John Travolta well, we would the, wear that the biker jacket, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, the weapons definitely have some really cool effects. I like that. I mean, on the sword, you can kind of see what looks like these sort of like rings Ring, that yeah. I assume would be like magical effects. The scythe mm-hmm. has some different like floaty areas and that like kind of lacy the, bit. The um, bits on the on like the blade, it, it it's given me like again kind of like done scythe, right? But like Kingdom yeah. Hearts vibes, just with the way the the iconography of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see more. Of mm-hmm. It is. Interesting that you brought up the Greek aspect, which I mean, obviously we see through sure. all sorts of stuff from Charlian to, you know, Amorat. I mean, there are mm-hmm. a lot of different references to like ancient Greece, um, even to Hades, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is a pretty big one. But something that is important is that, so they've announced that it's Asphodelos and Asphodel is actually a kind of flower um, mm. that is a relative of the lily and ancient Greeks associated it with death and the underworld uh, where they believed that there was a meadow of these flowers in the Elysian fields in the afterlife. There's also a flower in the launch trailer. Yes. So Mm -hmm. that's something really, I mean, if you're looking for little lore threads to pick up and run with, I mean, we know that like Emmett Selk and Hades, there was some concept of some sort of uh, what we would consider to be kind of like, I guess, the the souls of the dead or the river of the dead Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's all this sort of parallel. And now to get this as well with Pandemonium, which we know is somehow going to be tied to the ancients and or going down into hell. And and who, who else do we know that has a nice bright white robe? like this gear i mean the lady of light but we didn't Mm. see her affiliated with this at all so yeah it could be ancient maybe this is where she goes shopping i'm just i'm just waiting for the last wing of it to be called pandemonium tartarus and us all to go oh that's where tartarus is oh i see now pandemonium it's actually so it's it's actually a shopping mall (laughs) <laughs> um, and so the idea, right, was originally they, they, they were hoping to like launch it around like Black Friday. Mm, um, you know, that makes you know, a lot of sense. Have shifted. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I joke I about see that. Tartarus. <laughs> Yeah. I can see Tartarus being a part of this, to be yeah. honest. I mean, yeah. even in, it's so interesting because even in the letter where Yoshida-san was apologizing for the delay, yes. you know, he says there were so many things that we wanted to tie together in this. Mm-hmm. There were so many threads that we wanted to bring together. And so I'm sure like we've talked about many times on this podcast, whether it's loose threads or like the idea of open doors, Things that they have left as like, here is something that we could explore in a future plot. I'm sure they went through all of those and they were like, what do we have? What conceivably would need to be wrapped up with this? Do we have future plans for these? What would we want to go through? And I mean, Tartarus is a thing that we've heard talked about yep. and it mm-hmm. would fit with this. So mm-hmm. while there's no absolute confirmation, I mean. I just love love the idea of like the team getting together, like going on like a cabin retreat to like write yeah. the expansion, right? And they just have a wall. It's like a giant murder board. They're like, okay, so mm-hmm. we have Tartarus, which is just represented by the dancing robot. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take this, this this red string and thumbtack. We're going to... Uh, the raid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works. Good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the raid. I think it's going to be... I, I love the, the aesthetic so far. It's like the, the armor is very... It seems like it's almost the opposite of the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I'm really curious how that's going to play out. Obviously, we Are don't you? know anything more than that because Yoshida is not going to tell us. And that's fine. I, would, I was surprised that we got, a, you know, as much of a look as we Absolutely. did. Because going into, um, you know, like when we were going into uh, like uh, Eden. Eden. Yeah, like we, Eden and um, Omega. They never showed any mm-hmm. of that stuff prior to launch. They're just mm-hmm. like, this is going to be a raid. Enjoy. <laughs> Right, yeah. Before the expansion, yeah, I don't think that they did. I think the last thing we got for Eden was like the desolate with the the one flower or whatever. And we're yeah, like, what does the, it mean? Again with the flowers. <laughs> yeah. It was super, super right. vague. Rook, I see your Nautilus theories, and I raise you flower theories. I mean, why not both? Let's I mean, just have yeah. both up in here. <laughs> I do see um, chat mentioning that uh, Lady of Light does talk about the flowers, so maybe mm-hmm. there, maybe there mm-hmm. is a connection there, or she helps. Get you into it or something like that See, that's, which is that's interesting. the question right because with a trailer right they'll take all these clips and visuals maybe they go together maybe they don't maybe that flower <laughs> was from uh yeah. you know raid stuff and they just happened to use mm. some other cutscenes maybe the flower is like we're getting a new you know crystal of light mm-hmm. during the msq or something uh, like who knows case in point case in point being the gremlin from the Shadowbringers yes. trailer, which I was convinced was like actually going to be a character in mm-hmm. Shadowbringers. It was, I was it was them itself. <laughs> kind of, yes. But mm-hmm. I was just convinced that there was going to be something about these dumb gremlins or there'd yeah. be some actual scene like that where this dumb gremlin is just <laughs> insulting you. And granted, there is the fate, but I thought there would actually be a scene like that. And then, of course, there's absolutely nothing about it whatsoever. Yeah. Not you even know, a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> things change. I mean, and, and it's sometimes the, 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 the they stand out more than others, right, with these CG cutscenes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you look back at, at 1.0's opening, you're like, oh, where is this place? Well, it was Limsa, and they decided to move the Aetherite. Um, yeah. they, they were just done with the CG. Uh, or you, you know, you look at even even with uh, with Endwalker, which is a, a little more surprising. But uh, some of the color palettes in Old Charlie and in the uh, the Numenon are different than in game versus the CG. Um, so I mean, you know, they have to order that, they put you know, get that stuff worked on way before yeah. the game. Um, One other thing that I did notice that's also different between the CG stuff. We actually, when I was on Lorelines a few weeks back, we went through and looked at this with the media tour footage so I could confirm. The mm-hmm. inner ring of seats in the... Um, yeah, they're connected and connected and broken up. Yes, right? and yeah. they are not... Everybody was like off of the CGI trailer. Everybody thought there were, I think, 14 seats yeah. is what everybody was saying. But in the game itself, there are not. Uh, yeah. The actual yeah, I noticed seats, that there's too. like seven or something or or something like that yeah. i don't remember mm-hmm. the number off the top of my head but things are different and things do change and it depends on right. the teams creating the cinematics and you know it's it's not going to be identical so again we have no idea specifically what any of this means we can only theorize and put our tinfoil hats on right <laughs> um going down the outline here uh we will get new treasure dungeons which is it's it's a little weird right because we're finally going to thafnir which has been the base of the sources treasure dungeons like forever this mm-hmm. one, not quite as many Thavnir vibes um, from this. The name, though, is fantastic. It's called the Excitatron 6000. 
Mm. Um, which, you know, that was the name of my imaginary rock band when I was 10. So I'm very excited that they are able to, uh, you know, take this and, and turn it were into you, something. Were you the front man with a guitar and also sang? No, I just, I just, I just, I had the, 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 like a box flipped over as a drum. Okay. So you were, you were, you were the lead as a drummer. Yeah. 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 We'll go with that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the vibe of this dungeon is. I Maybe other people have better guesses. It's, the excited yeah. I mean, that makes me think of technology, which makes me think of Garlemald, but this looks absolutely nothing like Garlemald. Yeah. So then gonna, the next thought I'm gonna draw a connection. Oh yeah? Look I'm look like I'm looking at the doors. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the railings around the center. Mm-hmm. Charlie and then Labyrinthos? Yeah, mm. that was my next guess. That was my next guess that it might be something down there or something you know, to do with that. Goblins and the Charlians have a little bit of a, a history, at least when they went to New Charlian. Do you think maybe? Because I'm thinking Excitatron sounds gobby to me, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. It I, yeah, I, I had kind of thought about that. Collaboration. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I want to see. I want to see a collaboration with the stuffy Charlian. <laughs> <laughs> kind of studium yeah and you know I, like one of sense. them was like yeah we'll make something with the gobbies what do they want to make a tv show you know like a deal or no deal or a whatever right oh man that's what i want i would totally watch like a gobby or no gobby i would just <laughs> I would watch i would watch television programming in eorzea that had been made by goblins it oh, would yeah. be such nonsense it would be like as indecipherable as I don't even know the Teletubbies and yet also yeah. somehow oh incredibly intelligent. It would be the weirdest, wildest thing. I'm imagining Teletubbies and the Tim and Eric show like put together. Well, no, with 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 Gobbies, right? It would be it would be busy deal or no busy deal. Yes. Right. Yes. If we gotta, yes. Or if it was if if, if uh, the Keycurrents are hosting it, it's uh, clink or no clink, clink, clink or no yep. clink, clink. Um, I like it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the this one, this is definitely an with. interesting one. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. The doors are probably the most interesting part to me. The, the, they look a little bit yeah, like moon, the, sun, the gears. kind of make me think of like But then you have like this kind of nice formal railing around it, which is mm-hmm. is kind of giving me Charlene vibes. And I mean, the, 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 right. there is a color palette of like gray and green in here too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of other colors, but yeah. We'll just have to see. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting a new one, and that uh, in media tour interviews and things, it was confirmed that there will be another, you know, Palace of the Dead, Heaven on High at some point. Because I do like, I like that kind of side content. I like those things mm-hmm. that you can just go out and do with friends. So it's good to see that we're getting more, and that you know people can do that with new tiers and hopefully new delightful rewards. Because I always like right. seeing the new stuff that comes out, and it, then yeah. endlessly suffering while I try to obtain it. <laughs> this <laughs> right. is the purpose of Labyrinthos: is to power the Excitatron Six Thousand. It makes sense now. There you yeah. go. There's the connection. Mm-hmm. They gotta uh, have something when they're in their fallout shelter. This is the thing. Right? They have their, their Sharbox and their Excitatron 6000. <laughs> and, they're, and, they're, uh, and they're Nautilus games. Give the people bread and circuses. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Now, this would be interesting. Is it possible? Hold on. I'm thinking back. Uh-oh. Well, well... Did we, okay, did we have treasure maps? You have to excuse me because it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I did maps. Um, did we have treasure maps that were on the first? Yes. In those zones? Mm-hmm. Yes. We did. Oh, okay. yep. oh, right, because it's the um, the one that's like Faye themed. Yep. All right, all yeah, right, yeah, all yeah. right. Yep. 
Like, All right, never mind. I can't remember the name. Like, uh, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. They all have weird names. Because, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking, too, I was like, maybe it's on the first. But then I went, no, mm-hmm. wait, hold on a minute. We did get those. I just didn't do a ton <laughs> of them, this expansion. Yeah. Same. Um, all right. So that's some of that stuff. Uh, PvP. We got our first look at the new PvP mode. Uh, this is going to be called Crystal Conflict. Um, I, I, have to, I have to go first and say, my goodness, the, the little talk that they did at the beginning of this when they're like, no, PvP is the thing we want to do. Like, we <laughs> we know people like PvP. It's something that we want to do. It's something that we understand there's a community for, and we need to do better. So this is what we're doing. That, for the small PvP, small and very passionate PvP community, had to feel great. It mm-hmm. felt great to me as someone who doesn't interact with it, going, yeah, you know, you're right. This is content that you were behind on, definitely, and they knew, yeah. right? They knew it wasn't great. And they're doing something to fix it. And this looks like a whole lot of fun to me. There's, honestly, yeah, some of the stuff do that they're, they're doing this, uh, the reward system overhaul in particular. Yes. Like I'm looking at this. And oh, it's, yes. It's similar to some things that we've already seen in other games. And I, I think it's yeah. great. But let's go. Let's go through Crystal Conflict yeah. here first. Um, so the idea and th- this surprised me. It's a 5v5. It's not a 4v4. It's a 5v5. Mm-hmm. Um, New rules. Yeah. Um, so was, the idea. Hold on, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Was Overwatch teams of six or five? It was five. They changed it to six, or or it was six, and they changed it to five. They they changed yes. it recently, ish. Okay. Because I I, I was curious about that because that was um, I mean a lot of people have mentioned some of the parallels with the idea of like I think the payload maps in particular with this. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like maybe they base it a little bit off of that kind of comp, which I always did actually find to be pretty fun um, in the sense that it really felt like it gave you like enough people that if you were able to like tip the balance against another side, you know what I mean? It, it mm-hmm. was one of those things where you could, if you were smart about how you grouped and how you came back in, you could then get the upper hand and there'd be a good back and forth where there were just enough people to have that, but not so right. few people that yeah. like, you know, it just felt like there was and a little bit of breathing room with that. There's also that, so. uh, that new mode in, in Overwatch 2 um, that's coming out where, where it, it, that's what this reminds me of is where there's yeah. a path and there's like a robot and you have to like get it to your it's base a very or the other base payload yeah yeah payload like i think genesis of it was team fortress 2 i think which doesn't get the credit mm-hmm. for it overwatch gets the credit for it. you're and you're oh, absolutely right yes no team fortress 2 mm-hmm. is definitely what like set the whole precedent for yeah. that kind of thing and it looks amazing yeah it yeah. looks really interesting um so the idea is that it's gonna be short matches with simple rules that could be uh played casually um they will remove role-based matchmaking and actions um, and then they will add distinctive PvP actions and job-specific adrenaline rushes. Um, so you'll have uh, two teams, each team of five different jobs, no role restrictions. So it's not like you need to have X amount of people or you can't double up or whatever. It's just play whatever the hell you want. Um, and there's going to be casual, ranked, and custom matches available. Um, and they will have skill-based matchmaking, which is nice. And hopefully mm. the matchmaking people are doing Doesn't it. Doesn't doesn't take forever and it's uh-huh. one of those things like yes you want skill-based matchmaking in this but you also just want to get people into the matches <laughs> right so yeah maybe that'll get changed depending on popularity i'm not going to say that it's not going to be popular we'll you know we'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see um so the basic rules are that you'll have two teams with bases on opposite uh, ends of the map uh, we saw i i think three different maps uh, i think so so far um 
and then you want to compete to claim possession of a crystal that's in the center of the map. Once the team has claimed possession of the crystal, it'll move towards their opponent's territory, um, and then the team that gets it into their other team's goal wins. So um, looking at the map, it looks like there's room for, you know, it, I don't know if it's going to, you can see kind of points on the map where maybe the crystal stops. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're looking in, in terms of like how many like kind of fights there are going to be, it doesn't look like there's going to be many, maybe two or three, four max, like where, you know, everybody gets together and, you know, you see who wins, everybody respawns, mm -hmm. gets together. So, yeah, I think they're going to be you know, maybe, maybe three, three encounters like during like an entire match. Um, so yeah, that would be a quick match. Um, yeah, it we'll is. To... I can't wait. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm like, I can't wait to see what the, the bad word, the meta, uh, seems uh -oh. to be right. Yeah. Um, you know, is it all random, all mid, you know, <laughs> talking, mm. talking in some other terms or is it, you know, are there going to be skirmishes where people are sitting, one person sitting on the crystal, the other people are fighting for the advantage to then push it forward, or who knows, right? Yeah. Um, it, I can't wait to see what it susses out to be, especially with all of the changes. Like, what abilities do we even have, right? Like, mm -hmm. what is the summoner going to do that a black mage doesn't do? Like, how yeah. are they going to... Yeah, I mean, so yeah. there are still going to be jobs, right? So, I mean, they're, they're yeah. getting rid of certain mm -hmm. things, but they're adjusting other things. Like, they... They specifically mentioned like Dragoon, like Dragoon would jump, obviously. So like we'll have something that is reminiscent of a yeah. jump, right? They'll still have some form of job identity. Um, mm -hmm. How far that's going to extend, I, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just a, a animation reskinned ability that every other yeah. melee DPS has. You know, we don't know yet. Um, but they say uh, in terms of rewards for Crystal Conflict, um, you'll have ranking rewards um, for you know your place, ranking rewards for your tier, and then players will be given uh, titles, achievements, and other accolades for rewards as well. Um, so this is just Crystal Conflict. Um, for PvP overall, um, they're giving it a, a pretty sizable overhaul with how it's going to work going forward. So right now they're saying... Um, they're calling them series. Um, so series periods will be added um, and players can earn series rewards by participating in any PVP content during each series. So think of it kind of like a season, but like the bigger of, of the two, right? I think was, was yeah. how they, they had that. Um, My big question for this, and maybe either of you can clarify, was... Will these rewards also include things like the special armor sets, that kind of thing? That like I it used to be that if you got into the ranked, you would then get yes. That's and what I thought too. We'll get to that down a little bit yeah. further. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they say players uh, may earn series rewards by participating in any PvP during each series. Players can earn rewards by accumulating series XP mm -hmm. and raising their series level. Um, if this sounds kind of you know as we're going through it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Think of literally any game with a season pass or a battle pass. Yeah. This is what that is. Um, so you'll be able to level this up your, your series level. Um, mm -hmm. You'll get special tokens as you increase your level um, at certain milestones, you know, like for example, five, 10 um, you can unlock gear and mounts and other items. Um, and then when mm -hmm. a new series begins, your series level will be reset, right? So once there's, it, it's a little tricky because Final Fantasy likes to do this thing where they don't use the normal terminology. 
So like mm-hmm. a guild is a free company. A series is what most people would refer to as a season. But they right. also do have seasons, which is it's a little weird. But yeah. yeah. So think of it like a battle pass or a season pass, right? Um, these special tokens can be exchanged for different rewards. Um, tokens will carry over to the next series, so you don't lose those when a new series starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, previous series rewards will eventually be available via token exchange. So if you don't have the time to PvP during a certain series, if you still get a couple tokens here and there, eventually those older items will become available, which mm-hmm. is really good. It's really nice. FOMO be s- gone. Yes, I'm so yes. glad they're doing this. I'm so glad they're doing this. I mean, we've even talked about this in the past when we've discussed PvP in the game, right? It's one of those things where Final Fantasy XIV excels in so many areas. I really do think it has some of the best PvE endgame content like in any MMO. But another really big draw for players is PvP in many MMOs. Is it my favorite thing to always do? No, but sometimes a game catches me. I really do like team play and team efforts. And if a mode is fun and I feel incentivized, I'll do it. But I think for so long, it's been one of those things where like PVP and 14, they didn't totally know what they wanted to do with it. Mm. And players didn't totally know how to connect with it. And people would go in to get their glamour and stuff. And then they were trying to make it so that queues were faster. So they made it so that you couldn't play a lot of the different types except for whatever was like the big stuff that day. So you would all have to queue into the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then they removed other stuff. And it just for so long has felt like we needed something in this game where if people decided to engage with PVP and to play PVP, they could just earn something, get Mm -hmm. like a reward, have some momentum that they could build up. And having something like this, where people who, you know, maybe just didn't jump into the competitive seasons previously because they were like, well, there's no way I'll make top Mm -hmm. 10. Now they can be like, hey, even if it takes me longer, I can still play and I'm still going to be getting rewards from these and those won't expire. And if anything comes out or if there's anything new, I can use them on stuff. And that to me was like, chef's kiss it was just Mm -hmm. so good it's such a good foresight um as well as all the other changes that they're doing for this it sounds really good to me i'm not a huge pvp player but it sounds really good to me yeah i mean you know say say what you will right about the the battle pass season pass kind of system right in general like maybe some people love it some people hate it depends on how the game you know each game deals with it right if you're looking at something like like destiny if you don't finish it that's it you don't get any of that stuff Mm -hmm. later um same thing with like Fortnite. Um, Halo's yeah. coming out and they're like, we're gonna have multiple battle passes. You can choose which one you want to level and you can get all the crap whenever you want. And that's awesome. I love seeing that kind of mm-hmm. innovation for this system. And so the fact that Final Fantasy, right, a, a series which has typically not had great PvP in their online titles, sure. Um, to see them adopting a modernized kind of reward format um mm-hmm. gives me at least a little bit of hope that, you know, at least part of this PvP system is you know looking good like they they kind of are, are understanding where the you know industry is right now with this kind right. of stuff and it 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 gives me hope i i think there's yeah. you know and the fact that they're doing it too and making it so that it's not that typical fomo pass right where yeah. if you don't play it here you're going to lose out uh the fact that you can earn tokens they carry over to the next series you can eventually mm-hmm. use it to buy older stuff that's Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly yes. what we want. Um, it's what developers and designers who aren't just looking at their medium, you know, specifically MMOs, right? If you looked at MMO PvP, you might get a different view than if you look at PvP and what people want in general, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing in that battle pass mentality. 
is looking beyond MMOs and looking at what PvP is good at, right? Like what people want out of PvP. And those games that we've mentioned are, have been super successful. Mm-hmm. But they're not MMOs. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't lift or uh, adjust part of it to fit in your MMO. And I love that they're doing this. This yeah. really, really shows that they're looking at the fundamentals of PvP, just what people enjoy, and trying to kind of backport that into 14. Yeah, so so they're already kind of taking these these other systems that have worked really well for other games and bringing that in. Um, they're also giving even mm-hmm. more incentive into PvP. So there's another system that they're working on, which it's it's under PvP, but um, will likely also be used outside of PvP. So they're calling this the calling card system. Um, and this will come it's out. Genius. This is this is like stupid and amazing. Like right. Yeah. Um, this will come out with six point one. Uh, this will allow for customization of profiles that are displayed before a match begins. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's essentially player profile glamour. Yep. Right. So. Apex. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can use any like any like fighting game. Any. You yeah. Know, think of like Destiny mm-hmm. or Avengers with like your emblems and you know it. it that's what this is. Um, these will potentially be used outside of PvP as well um, as an addition to the profile that displays in the player search window. Um, backgrounds and profile customization options will be added as rewards throughout the game. Some as PvP seasonal and series rewards. So I mean, think about. Uh, you know, you are looking at somebody's profile, you see all their jobs and stuff, but they have like uh, a fancy picture of themselves and like a mm-hmm. you know a pretty fl- uh, frame or an emblem or something. Um, maybe you go and you beat, uh, you know, Pandemonium for Savage. You get a special frame yeah. for that, right? So you can yeah. bedazzle your your frame and stuff. It's that kind of stuff that's gonna make people wanna. It's it's that little bit extra, right? It's that that triple triad card drop for people that maybe right. don't play triple triad, but like want to make themselves look good. If people are searching for them or, you know, it's, it's just another layer of something to get. It, well, it is. Oh, good. I was going to say, it's also such a big thing for role players in mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. Like this might, you know, might not apply to everybody. And I mean, it depends too, because some people will also be into this who aren't role players, but right. in particular for a very long time, for those of you who might not know, role players have used things like their um, sort of player information, like the additional info that you can provide to link to things like cards, um, which mm-hmm. is basically a website that allows you to like, a lot of people use it to create character profiles and to show a little something about their character's personality, to talk a little bit about who their character is. Um, you know. If somebody is interested in role-playing with them, they get an idea of that person and or what their boundaries are or how you can communicate with them or where you could reach them if you want to role-play with them at some point. So integrating things into this game, which, I mean, MMOs are really social things, right? There's Mm -hmm. a reason we like collecting mounts, glamour, special weapons. There's a reason that in all these other PvP games and battle games and stuff like that, they realized that people liked customizing their avatar with different skins or their, you know, profile cards with different, you know, looks, colors, stuff like that. It not only is a testament to just the things you've done in this game or the years you've been a part of it, but it also allows people to, at a glance, kind of get a sense of who you are or that character is or get an idea or energy about who you are. You know what I mean? Because you can see something that somebody has chosen to put up there, which is going to be, I think, 
fantastic. It's going to be so good. I already know some people who link their lodestone profiles and all yep. kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to have something in the game now where they're not just making this PVP specific, but then opening it up, hopefully to the broader game as a whole, just allows more people customization to communicate who they are in this space. And, you know, however they want to use it to just have that little extension of themselves so mm-hmm. that when people browse, they can kind of see and something might stand out or jump out to them. Well, and, and, you know, I think too, with, with as, as, good as you know lodestone integration is you know you say what you will about you know like free company forums or whatever right but they it's a great place to look at character data and if they incorporate these into the lodestone too let yeah. people download them there's your new twitter profile pick like that'll just mm-hmm. spread 14 out further like that's a really smart idea so yeah um yeah i'm looking love- forward to, to seeing these i think it's a it's a cool op, uh cool idea everything about this and the best part to me because, you know, all this stuff, we were talking about role players will want to have it. PvPers want to have it, too. You want to show off that, yeah, I was in the top 10% of crystal uh, conflict for this uh, season, right? That's yeah. what it's going to be used for. But putting them first in PvP means everyone who wants to interact with it has to PvP first. Because there's no other place to get them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We have nobody PvPing right now. It is an ingenious way to get... Yeah, role players, people who want glams, anybody into PvP for that first season to see how this works, to collect those because there'll be some in this first season that you'll have to use tokens yeah. on later, most likely, and then also exposing yeah. them to that new series uh, exact progression. And yeah, it's a perfect idea to be like, you know, PvPers, we see all the issues. Like the, it's it's hard to translate jobs. We're going to translate them in a different way. Uh, you know, you don't have a casual, fun kind of mode. We're going to fix that. And people don't want to do it. Well, we fixed that too. It's okay. Just, I, I need to. Right? I need to say this. Toy Christopher in the chat. It'd be cool yes. if the cards came up for the mm-hmm. command menu at the end of dungeons. Yes, yes. that would right. be that so would be cool. So good. That would be so good because right. think about how many times somebody like you get to the end and you see that you know you go to command and you go into the commendations and it's just like. Oh, yeah, name, 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 name. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're in a dungeon, you see the people right there. So, you know, whatever. But it'd be so nice to actually see that card, mm-hmm. see a little something about that person, and then be able to calm based off of that. It's like, oh, that. yeah, the, the, the ninja dresses a chicken. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. And you can see the, the chicken ninja. Like, I'm. <laughs> people are going to go wild. And if it is connected yeah. to G pose, you take a good G pose, you put it as the start of the, the profile, and then have the frame and any stickers and whatever. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to, yes. to see what this yeah. is. Um, we, we talked about this a little a little bit earlier. We said we get into it. The feast. Uh, they're removing the feast. <laughs> uh, so in 6.1, <laughs> the feast will be unavailable. Um, preseason play will still be available from patch 6.0 to 6.1. Wolf collars will still be obtainable and tradable. Um, so, you know, you don't need to throw them out. Um, and they say that items previously available in the feast because there's been a handful of stuff there's been gear there's been weapons there's been mounts yeah uh these will be rolled into the new pvp reward system so maybe there's a a fair chance that for these first handful of series that the rewards will be stuff that technically yes has been available before but there's probably a lot of people out there that don't have them because they didn't Mm -hmm. have the time or or motivation to do the feast right and I could see them just bundling in at those milestones that they're talking about on the battle pass is just what I'm going to call. It. Right. Yeah. You know, you get to a point and it's like you get something new, but you also get something old, you know, they give you more, maybe. you know, maybe. Yeah. 
I am so happy about this because there are some items from Feast that I always loved how they mm -hmm. looked. But, you know, either because at the time I either wasn't playing the game or, you know, I just didn't have a team where I didn't sit invest in queue in for half or, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And like, honestly, I probably would have tried to do competitive PvP. Like, to be completely honest, I would have. But it always seemed to me like whenever I would try or I'd hear, you know, I'd be putting feelers out with people. It was always so tough because people would be like, well, it's really only active at this hour on mm -hmm. this day. And you need like these teams. Yeah. And it was so difficult to figure out versus like, I hate to sort of draw the parallel again, but because it's the game that I had the most experience in kind of in this regard, I did a lot of competitive Overwatch um, and being able to just like, I'm just going to queue into competitive. There it is. Mm -hmm. I know what the rewards mm -hmm. are. I can do this at any time of day. Like, of course, there were other little things that would start coming up where you'd be like, oh, yeah, I should be aware of this or queues are really bad on these days, maybe yeah. just because of who's online or whatever. But it just always felt so awkward to try and get into it. And like I was having to sacrifice my other time right. and other tasks in game to try to figure out how to do this. So I'm really glad that they're moving some of that stuff in because there are a lot of people that have probably seen those looks who want them and who will try to do some stuff yeah. to get them, but who couldn't before. And I do feel a little bit bad for the people who maybe earned those. And like, that was a pretty hard one thing. Yeah. It's pretty rare that you have mm -hmm. that stuff, but I hope that they understand or, you know, I mean, they've had it for much longer and I think maybe right. had that you know, moment you know in the spotlight. What I, would, I would like to propose, cause we've had issues like this before. Um, mm. White Ravens. <laughs> Excuse oh, yeah. me. Um, name the new rewards something different from the original sure so that they can be distinguishable um yeah. because the you know yeah absolutely correct the people that have those items work their mm -hmm. ass off to get them and they deserve and they deserve the to to you know people should understand that that is the case it's you know name whatever you know antiquated whatever or yeah. rusty something right you can still have it be cool it can be rusty like whatever but yeah. like distinguish that there's still time for you to do this. Right. Do it. So do it, do it, do it. <laughs> you, you don't want to piss off the, 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 the hardcore yeah. PVP people with the you new PVP system. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Make the items distinguishable. Make, make it good. Yeah. I wanted to mention, cause it was asked uh, yeah. about Garo. Um, so Garo, they mentioned that they want to bring it back. They're in discussions with licensing. So, once again, that's that's out of their, a little bit out of their control because it's something that they don't fully own. But they understand people want it, and they're gonna try and bring it back as well. That's why we haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, it's just licensing. I mean, and so, with, with as long as it was in the game, yeah, I I can't imagine that there would be any huge issues with them, you know, yeah. bringing it back. But I mm -hmm. right, you know, like you said, it's not just SE that has a yeah has a hand in this. So. It, could be something weird like the company was bought by another company and now that company doesn't do that sort of promotion or something. That's worst case scenario, so let's not think about it that way. But things could have changed. Who knows? Yeah. So, but they're working on it. Yep. Uh, moving down the list here, we have crafting and gathering adjustments. Um, I mean, to, to no one's surprise, right? We're not going to have a, anything super drastic, right? Uh, that was what Shadowbringers was for. Um, yeah. But, you know, everything will have new actions will be added. Some, you know, existing stuff will be adjusted. Um, HQ items are no longer obtainable. We've heard this before. Um, actions that affected HQ yields will, uh, when gathering, will be adjusted. Um, the requirements for achievements that involved gathering HQ items will be updated. Um, so you'll still be able to complete them. It's not like, you know, get them in now because 
then they'll be gone. It's they'll they'll adjust them. You'll still be able to earn them. Um, the HQ item delivery bonuses for Disciple of Land will be removed. Um, the base rewards will be improved. Um, going into crafting, <laughs> um, recipe progress uh, and quality values will be adjusted in accordance with value downscaling across the board. Again, it's not like yeah. you're not getting the same amount of XP. You're not doing less damage. It's, it's fine. The numbers are just small. Everything has been adjusted. I'm glad that they didn't spend like 50 minutes talking about downscaling again. Uh. <laughs> I almost thought they would. I really did. Um, they also say um, they will also uh, make further adjustments uh, so that the difficulty of crafting HQ items will not increase significantly in 6.0. Um, right. I mean, because you're not gathering HQ anymore, but you can craft mm -hmm. HQ, so you won't have those HQ mats to make that easier. So they're yeah. going to adjust it, and it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Just, yeah. just trust trust them. It'll it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> for uh, mining and botany, um, again, right? New actions will be added. Existing actions will be adjusted. Uh, the name of perception will be adjusted in some languages. Uh, English will be unaffected. Um, yeah. Greater perception uh, will now heighten the chance of triggering gatherer's boon, which will increase your yield by one. Right. Um, actions that increase the probability of obtaining HQ items will be replaced with actions that can increase the probability of gatherer's boon. So instead of yeah. you know higher chances of H getting HQ items, you'll just get more. Right. Qu One quantity inch. over quality in this in this case. Yeah. Right. I do um, wish that the quality was variable. I you know I saw a comment from Gold Stars. Mm -hmm. I, that is one thing that I was I was worried about as well because HQ. I mean, yeah, you don't need it. Getting the extra yield is nice, but I could see people wanting to get that extra mastery. Maybe it's one and two, and two is like, you're the best gatherer in the world, but you got to have, I don't know, those those multiple success states, right? Well, like, and, I and did you it, still have, I did uh, yeah. you know, collectability and stuff, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's not going that's away. True. So, that's that's kind of the that's true. the HQ endgame for, for gathering. So, mm -hmm. uh, there's, there is still that kind of element of getting, like, a better item. It's true. Um, speaking of which, fishing, fishing. Um, so we've heard a little bit about fishing before. Um, some some of the things that they've wanted to do. Uh, large sized fish will now appear in place of HQ fish, and any action descriptions will be adjusted to reflect that. Um, perception will affect fish collectability. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they're adjusting spear fishing. So. Um, for those of you that might remember, uh, Miner and Botany, uh, Miner and Botanist got some uh, adjustments to collectability. They got almost kind of like a little mini game window ish. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they're going to add for Fisher for spear fishing. So now, um, upon locating teeming waters, players will now directly utilize their harpoon to catch fish for greater immersion. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's basically it's a it's a little mini game uh, where it's like a it's like a, like a fish radar, right? If you've ever yeah. been fishing, you got the little radar. Um, and there's just like the little, your spear at the bottom and you just poke it as the fish go by. Yeah. Um, there's bonuses for, uh, successive cash catches, um, and some other stuff too. It looks so, like so much fun. Yeah. It it's, does. Just, it's just a dumb little fun thing. Like it's, it's <laughs> great. This is, this is the kind of stuff that I love about the, you know, anything when they talk about, we're going to talk about system stuff, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, just what crazy random stuff are you going to pull out of your hat? Uh, spear fishing mini game. Okay. No, but honestly, I think this was needed. Yeah. Because like spear fishing previously, um, granted, again, I am not the expert on all things crafting, mm -hmm. gathering, fishing, so you know, bear with me. But from my understanding, from what I had heard from people, right, 
Like, there's very little reason to go underwater, one, just in general, just <laughs> ever. And then, two, there wasn't, like, really a ton of stuff that you needed to be down there or spearfishing or doing. Mm -hmm. So to add something in that actually makes this, like, its own unique kind of fun thing mm -hmm. that gives you a reason or some difference where, like, if you go and you find this, I think that's actually really brilliant. And I'd love to see them populate some of these different places with more little mini games like this or, you know, unique interactives because there's just a lot of beautiful space that just is not really mm -hmm. used in the game. And while it's really fantastic to be able to go and craft and gather and do all your stuff and, you know, ocean fishing, I think has been a great addition. I do think that there are certain things they could add in to just make stuff a little more fun. Like I right. spent endless hours fishing in Stardew Valley. I'm weirdly obsessed with it. Everybody else builds these perfect little farms and I'm still just over there fishing. So <laughs> having things like little mini games that just make it feel more interesting, more engaging, that have different little chances or little things, like to me, that's what makes a lot of that stuff really fun. And I hope it will become more of an attraction or something mm -hmm. that people look forward to. Yeah. You know, someone was asking about spear fishing and Shadowbringers and I think funnily enough, the the one place that they went to or Yoshi P went to on the stream was the, the one Ruby place C. that I remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the one place I remember from. I mean, where, Stormblood. Where, where could you even swim in Shadowbringers? Right? It was it was um, Il, Il Meg and Lake. Il Meg. Yeah, Il Meg mm -hmm. has one. I know because I went over there because it's named something. I'm like, what is this? Being someone who really likes the first for my own reasons and also because of the D and D uh, podcast that we were doing. But I'm like, what is this place? What is over here? I go and it's just a tree. And then I go to um, GamerEscape.com to look up exactly what it might be. And I'm like, oh, it's a spot to fish. All right, I'll never come back here again. This uh, segment you know, was an infomercial all along. <laughs> who knew? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm thinking about people who are going to get the Steam Deck and playing this little mini game. That'll be fun, right? That a lot of people are talking about crafting mm. and gathering on a Steam Deck or something like that. There you go. And man, this little mini game will be a, a little nice extra. Oh, people did mention there is the bog in Rocktika. Ah, right. And we do know from what we got to play in the oh, media yeah. tour, at the very least, you can go underwater in a couple little areas yeah. in Davnair. So yep. mm. we'll see. I still have like horrible flashbacks when I think of underwater in Thavnir. Because like I that was what I found. Like I found where you could go underwater in like the last 10 minutes of our playtime. I'm like Mm -hmm. Oh, you can go underwater. There better not be anything down here. I don't have a lot of time to look around. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, so there's also going to be uh, adjustments for leave rewards for crafters and gatherers. Um, the amount of gill rewarded per leave quest will be adjusted in light of gill inflation. Um, mm -hmm. So the XP and gill rewarded by trade craft and fishing leaves requiring a large number of items. Uh, it's currently too high, so it will be reduced. Um, and then the XP and gill rewarded by certain other leaves will be increased. Um, the XP values, right, again, may appear reduced in some cases because of the downscaling, but, mm -hmm. like, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's Don't worry okay. about it. Yeah, they're nerfing yeah, coffee, coffee biscuits. biscuits. Nerf. Yep. Make them now. If you're going to make them, make them now. You have time. <laughs> you, you have you have, yeah. you have some extra time now. Yeah, Go you have some extra time. Coffee Turn them into the leave. Yep. Yeah. We know that economies are very important, and this is the only time I'm going to say these words on, on, on a podcast, because I want to get into this kettle of fish. Uh, but economies are important. Just ask New World right about now. So, um, oh, it's important that they watch this. I know, so. I know just enough about it to oh, be like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Savage. So, yeah, it's good. Please, please adjust. 
Um, all right, moving into uh, system adjustments. So uh, required and earned XP downscaling. Like we, we knew this, right? All the numbers, right? Classes, jobs, retainers, trust, and NPCs will be affected. The time, number of duties, etc., will remain unchanged. So again, mm-hmm. the numbers are decreasing, but the value of those numbers is staying the same. If you needed to run four dungeons to level up before, you'll still run four dungeons to level up. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 fine. Don't don't nobody panic. <laughs> Gonna be um, okay. The the one kind of issue with this um, is going to be for people that um, have like mid level XP. So like if you're you know level fifty five and a half, mm-hmm. um, your XP will reset to just fifty five. Yeah, um, because they have to with the way that they're working with the numbers and the downscaling, they have to overwrite the database and stuff. Um, Yoshida joked that like, yeah, I mean, we could like keep everybody at their, you know, their halfway point or whatever, but it would take like forever. It would take like three months of the server being yeah. down as we go in and like manually do this. So uh, they're uh, not going to do that. You're just going to you'll lose whatever progress. So if you're like super close to a level, go knock out a couple like Beast Tribe quests or something. And, and yeah finish that off before the expansion drops um, i can definitely tell you that you don't want them to try and make this work you do not want them to try and mess with, <laughs> with that in a database especially when it's not online and they can't test every single person like i some people would be like five levels in you'd love you'd log in and you know downscaling wouldn't work because it was in between and you'd be like oh oh yeah well i guess i'm level two I don't know how that happened, but something overflowed in a certain direction and everything broke. Yeah, go kill five like monsters. Weeks, You'll be back to level five in no time. Yeah, three weeks is is a good estimate, most likely. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a lot. So it's, it is what it is. You know, it's when they want to mm-hmm. cha- make these changes, right? And again, this is to like future proof the game. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if, yeah. If you're close to leveling on anything, yeah. get that last little bit of XP and, in. You know, people, people have said round up. But if you're not online and you don't level, there might be some weirdness, right? You, like I said, you log on and you have enough experience to level, but you haven't leveled. What will do? You hit another mob? They don't want you to have to do that. Like that would yeah. be weird. They can't force you to level up behind the scenes. And if they did, I don't know what might break. Yeah. The database is the end, like the end of the process, not the start. This is this you don't is want the to easiest, most painless yeah. way for them to do it. So that's how oh, they're going to do it. And I. That's fine with me. Yeah. Um, they talked about uh, the new elegant tombstones that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will have two tombstones. Uh, the first one will be uh, aphorism, uh, and the second will be astronomy. So um, aphorism will be that first one that you get that you can just grind your heart out on. Um, astronomy will be added four weeks after patch 6.0. Uh, and that'll be the one with the cap. Um, they did show off the gear for uh, aphorism and the armor is FF4 glam. Mm-hmm. So you all enjoy that. <laughs> it looks so good. I it mean, does. it does. I actually haven't even played four. Sorry, everybody. My bad, my bad. Probably should before Endwalker. Um, but I really, really love the classic Final Fantasy designs. Mm-hmm. I, I love the color palettes. I love. Um, Amano's art. I love mm-hmm. so many of the things that are so iconic to the, especially earlier years of Final Fantasy as a franchise, and you know a lot of what's even stayed there in some way, shape, or form. So 
I've been hoping they would do more sets like this. Back since Crystal Tower, I was hoping yeah. we would get more stuff that was kind of in line with that because it is a little wacky. It's not going to be to everybody's tastes. It's fantastical. And yet, that's what I love about it. Like, mm -hmm. I love that it's so distinctive. It feels so Final Fantasy to me. And it's something where even if you maybe haven't, I don't know, played the game that it came from, it still feels really unique visually and stylistically to this mm -hmm. game and this type of world. I just love it. It's good. Yeah, You can be a spoony bard. That's you what can. I love. You can be a spoony I bard. I, I love this. I mean, I remember thinking back when they said that the gold saucer was, was coming. I figured that's mm -hmm. where we would see this type of gear, right? It's like yeah. the perfect fit for it. Um, never really did get like the, the old like FF, you know, game costumes or whatever out of gold saucer. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see this. It's yeah. cool to see that it's from the first homestone. Um, so yeah. you can, you know, grind this up, get up, get the, the glamours in and everything. Um, the yeah. other really, really like awesome change that they're making with tombstones is that the yes. number of tombstones needed for weapon exchange will be reduced from a thousand to 500. Uh. So that's oh that's so good i love that i love real that. good oh that's just respect for our time honestly mm -hmm. like, it is that's just showing well and them it, showing it's, that it's they respect have that for time respect. but it's also i think too it's that understanding right as we you know as the game goes on as people stick with the game um mm -hmm. it's that idea of like people probably have more than one job that they would like to gear yeah <laughs> let's mm -hmm. let's not make that the the biggest time sink in the world right and you know mm -hmm. it's it's why uh relic steps get removed right after you do that right. first weapon because it's like yeah we know you like delibrum regine we know you like grinding you know 50 60 yeah. different like raids but we're gonna we're gonna just yeah. remove that step altogether <laughs> right. make it a little little <laughs> less crazy for you uh, it'll it'll feel great oh i'm yeah. sorry it, it'll feel great for people who were just <laughs> <laughs> she's ready to move on i know i know i'm sorry It'll feel great for people who are, are trying out Reaper or Sage and go, yeah, it's not for me. And they already bought the weapon because they were trying to keep up. You know what yeah. I mean? Or people who realize they want to switch. It's great. Yes, yeah. now we can yeah. move on. Yes, enough of that. And now to the real important thing from uh -huh. this entire live letter. Mm -hmm. Nothing else matters. But everyone, we are getting more hairstyles for Viera. And I would just like to thank all of you for your continued support through these trying times. If you were a fellow Vieira player, you did great. You hung in there. If you bailed, you know, we side-eyed you a little bit because some of us hung in there this whole brutal time. But at the same time, we understand because it was rough and it did suck. And now <laughs> we're going to be able to actually get to it looks like where at least the hairstyles that exist in the game and several of the ones that are paid with real money. So yeah. I feel very good about this. If the two week delay was because they were literally just putting in Viera hairstyles, which is not the case, but if it were, I would also be okay with this. I would be, <laughs> I would be very grateful. So this is amazing. And Fusion, you can actually talk more about it if you want. But I just want to say that every single one of these buns on this page that I'm looking at right now are beautiful and their mm -hmm. hair is on point. And I'm so happy that we made it all to this day. Congratulations, everybody. Lady Vera finally have hairstyles. Though I have a bit of a note about the fact on here that male Vera hairstyles are not limited because yes. they were designed to just work, which yeah. immediately makes me go... Well, why yeah, did, why did, why did we that, not yeah. design the other ones to just work from the get-go then? Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, I think they had to learn. <laughs> they did you have know? to learn, I think, I think. Yeah. I think they had to learn. And I hope that them saying that there means that they buried the lead and they fixed it for female Viera. But 
that doesn't mean that, right? It doesn't it doesn't mean that they fixed it for female Vieira. I mean, and I mean maybe they couldn't, right, at this point. Yeah. The, the the models had been made, but this does give me a little bit hope of hope yeah. for, for female Hrothgar going forward, yeah. right? Yeah. Um so that's nice. So again, these are only for uh yeah. female Vera. Um they will be available at 6.0 again. Um, male Vera mm-hmm. hairstyles shouldn't have any limitations because of the way that they were designed. So, yay. Yeah. Um, Hrothgar hairstyles will come at patch 6.1. I see in chat, too, that Neff mentions um, that they also talked about how they were working on creating a pipeline so that it mm-hmm. wouldn't be this kind of huge issue again for trying to just get these hairstyles on buns. So that yeah. hopefully they'll be able to bring in all old hairstyles and then moving forward, hairstyles will just be adapted for them, which I, again, am so grateful for. This pipeline should have been thought. there before. <laughs> I know. I know. But still, this is all really important stuff that absolutely needed to be dealt mm-hmm. with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially with these being the last two races. We've talked about it just beyond ever needing to talk about it again. You know, it's it's an issue that I will be very happy to never have we, to talk we can't about right. ever go a again month on this without podcast. Bringing up Vera hair or hats, yeah. like it's just that's where we're at <sighs> right now. Um, also, if 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 people are out there wondering what kind of new scripts we're gonna get, they're like, man, what color? We've had yellow, mm-hmm. we've had white, I'm getting purple. Mm, Pur- purple regal s- purple scripts mm. so if, if you're into purple and you like scripts boy do we have some great news for you you're getting purple scripts that um, was the whole slide that's know, basically what purple, that slide was purple scripts there you go that sounds like a gang name or something the purple scripts it, i mean yeah because <laughs> of the 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 kind of second i'm thinking of purple drink as well you know um <laughs> I'm just going to be real there. And that's fine. <sighs> I mean, I kind of like the idea of us getting uh, at least RP groups together to form street gangs based yeah. around colors of scripts. Oh, that's man. something I never thought would happen. <laughs> but now I kind of want to happen in it Final might. Fantasy you 14. Like, we need, so, so we have the snap emote, but we need like the, you know. Yeah, we need. <laughs> Like the West Side Story, like we need emote. West Side Story yeah. style script brawls in the uh, streets. Look, I mean, Yoshida, I know you love Steven Spielberg. He's got the West Side Story yeah, coming out. Where's the West Side Story fourteen collab? Let's do it. Let's go. Um, one of the other things they talked about, we had, <laughs> we heard a little bit about this um, from the uh, media tour. Uh, they updated the achievement window. Um, yeah. this, this was one of those things I heard about it after the fact so I was like hey did you guys see the new achievement window I was like no <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think to open the achievement window yeah. silly me um, it was not on the list of things that they said that they changed yeah, so I had, we're not going like, to look at randomly, it like, let's see if they changed a window layout um, so now the achievement uh, UI will have tabs for near completion and recommended um and they've redone the entire look of this now, so it looks kind of like a journal, like like you know, the Warrior of Light is keeping a journal. Uh, I mean, it like looks... Wondrous Tales too. Yeah, it looks really it's that cool. same theme. Yeah, yeah, I love the look of it. Um, group pose can now be activated while playing an instrument. Didn't I know expect ninety percent of these screenshots to be with that Fender guitar. <laughs> oh yes, you know. Oh yes. If you got as, it. As soon as that came out, I tried to take a really great picture. I'm like, yeah, let's G-post. Oh, I can't G-post. Ooh, all right. Well, oh. let's 
move the thing and crop the UI mm. out. And <laughs> yep. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the company action back on your feet will be replaced uh, with an action that extends sprint duration within cities. Um, I'm sure there's there's going to be some people that are very upset about that. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, hey, sprint duration I mean, within cities. Yes, I know. I know. Back on your feet is kind of secretly great for Prague. I mean, it's mm. not even a secret. But honestly, I mean, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, who cares? I think it's like, it's but never... like, to be real... I'm over here. I'm over here no with way. my Hermes, my Hermes sandals, feen, feeling very targeted right now. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you take this this effect? You know, uh, people are like, "Oh, the min maxers, the the world firsters are going to be mad about this." No, they're going to be like, "Okay, don't die." I mean, Easy. yeah, it's already one of those things where, honestly, for the most part, right? If you're yeah. trying to optimize, if you're trying to have the fastest, smoothest run possible, not dying is like number one I'm gonna, basic. I'm going to let you guys, you guys in on something. So, so I have this this strategy with my raid group. We call it the the yeah. Biako strat. So, mm -hmm. the the trick is when you're doing any fight, is to you try really really hard not to touch the balls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> although sometimes. Some balls in particular encounters oh should be touched God. in a wow. very particular order, <laughs> only when they're ready to be touched. It was worth it to see you laugh, Fusion. I was hoping. Oh I was like, God. I'm like, Fusion, laugh right now. <laughs> now I'm thinking of the, I... the, the dev panel at FanFest. You can do so much with an orb. Fusion, please, sir, may I press my button? Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I have that. I don't get to press it a lot. <sighs> it's a good day. I, what it's the hell day. was I even talking about? You're talking about how you do Biako Strat. Biako yeah. Strat. Right. <laughs> so so the, the strat, and this, this can apply to any fight. It's a solid strategy for winning. You make the enemy lose its HP before mm. you do. And that's Correct. how you win the fight. <laughs> hmm. I yeah, never thought I mean, about that's that. pretty good. That's pretty solid. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, sure, it's a revelation. Usually yeah. I just scream and press my buttons in my order and hope that no one else has done anything wrong, basically. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I could look at the HP of the boss every once in a while. That could help me. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta follow the, you know, kiss, right? Keep it simple, stupid. You know, just that's right. lower the enemy's HP before your HP goes to zero. Like, that's, that's really done. It. Yeah. Don't need to yeah. worry about weakness if you didn't this get weakness. Is, this has been your your pro tips with Fusion X. Thank you for joining you us. You don't today. even need healers. Yeah. You don't need healers, I, honestly. You just sure. gotta you gotta just burn so fast look, look, that the look, enemy just melee. dies guys, before you take too much damage. You guys got <laughs> second wind. Put that shit on the hot bar. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> I have physics. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's... no, physic doesn't do anything. No. <laughs> do you have like second wind on scholar or on summoner? No. He, oh, no, well, no. he's only got What are you good for then? Dying. Uh, he's only got first wind. Well, what's about second wind? <laughs> I don't think they know about second wind. <laughs> okay. Oh, what What even is this show anymore? Um, uh, no. Achievement UI update. Items. That's where we were. Oh, back on your feet. Yeah. Items yep, yep. containing a random minion or mount will be added to the Grand Company Seal Exchange. Oh, great. A use... For grand companies, you may also get fireworks. That makes me want to die inside. <laughs> Why? I mean, our, 
our off tank, Why? every time we pull in T, uh, they use a pinwheel every single time. So that's how we know how many times we've pulled because they had a full stack. And so now they're like, oh, yeah, I've used Look, like 300 of them or whatever. There's got to be some way to get our dearly beloved Indigo Stars in, Yeah, That's in big brain. I didn't yeah. even think about using those to keep track. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's other ways you can do whatever you want. Sure, but, like, I but, I mean, that's actually super funny. I just delete them all because they fill me with a burning rage anytime I see them. So. I, all I can think about <laughs> now are the, the ones that we got. Was that, what, Starlight last year, the year before, where it's, like, just the numbers? <laughs> Yeah. I have to be real. Uh I was doing that live on stream, and I, much like a child at Christmas, truly thought there was going to be something other than sparklers in the final (laughs) box of this thing. And every time we go through the story, we do the quest, I do all the voice. I'm like, and now we're going to see the next one. It won't be sparklers. And it opened, and I was like, it's sparklers, but the last one won't be. And I got to the end, and I have never felt such a crushing, like, Santa Claus is not <clears throat> real kind of moment. I didn't even grow up thinking Santa Claus was real, but I truly, as a grown adult, believed that last you, box would you, have you some kind box, of prize in it. And you yeah. just go out, you look up the chimney, it's like, what, did you run out of coal? Yeah. <laughs> what is making coal? <laughs> It was devastating. It was devastating to me, and I still have not recovered, and I don't know what they're going to do for Starlight this year, but so help me, it had better not involve sparklers. I can't do that again. I cannot go through that again. Uh, this this reminds me, too, while we're talking about uh, seasonal events. So um, with uh, the original schedule for Endwalker, we were going to have a somewhat timely uh, All Saints Wake event. Um, obviously, we're not going to have that in the middle of December now. <laughs> Um, yeah. So they're going to uh, move it later, kind of after things have settled down post-launch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Yoshida's saying, Halloween, what's what's Halloween? We don't have that on Heidelin. What what do you... Yeah. So we're just... It, it's we'll, we'll still get it. They, um, they talked about having uh, some kind of like another instance dungeon thing, something where you could kind of like hang out in and stuff. So we're still yeah. going to get that because the team, you know, put work into it. Um, it's just mm-hmm. going to be a little late this year. So... Yeah. Um, and now... <laughs> Since oh we're done, we're going to move on from talking about balls to talking about ear fetishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing an interpretive dance. This is the oh, is immersion is? spatial. This is the immersion spatial audio experience. I'm mm. so immersed in audio. Mm. It's like I'm in an ocean of audio. Mm. <laughs> I know immediately what I'm going to use it for. Okay. It's just let the good times roll with Bahamut, right? Like. <laughs> I'm a. I'm gonna just make sure that I am just playing like answers nonstop. You know, I'm gonna play the backing track of the coils. You know, uh, Bahamas Bouncy Castle. I think it's what it's actually called. That is so, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah I'm gonna have too. fun. That's the official mm-hmm. name. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is embody immersive spatial audio audio audio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're wearing. It's recommended that you wear headphones while listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be support for uh, this technology from Embody. It's called Immersive Spatial Audio. This is going to be Windows only. If you are playing on PlayStation mm-hmm. or Mac. Remember, remember this game's on Mac? No. Mm-hmm. Windows only. Um, so what this is, it's an original sound add-on. It is an officially supported third-party add-on. For Final Fantasy XIV. Um, First that, of its kind. That will bring... Uh, wow, that's a typo. That bringers... Bring, bringers. 
360 degree audio. Uh, whoops. Can you tell I wrote this at like 1 a.m.? Um, it'll bring 360 degree personalized spatial audio to 14. Um, they've been working on this for a while. I think at one point, Sokin said they've been working on this for like two years. Um, and he's also mentioned too, like that ever since 2.0, like this is something that he's been wanting to have, um, which I, I get little like, you know, pieces of that because we've talked about before, um, you know, like when orchestrians got added, you know, the idea that like, it's gotta have like positional ish audio because of just how the sound system is built. Like this was something that Sokin considered when he came onto ARR and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So to have this kind of finally be realized, like that's really cool. Um, so basically what you do is you take a picture of your ear and you send it to this place <laughs> and they're like, all right, here's your like equalized like algorithm or whatever. And you plug it into your program and your headphones are better for your ears specifically. Um, yeah. So this definitely sounds like some really weird internet scam from mm -hmm. somebody who just really wants a lot of pictures <laughs> the of ears. Best part, so I, I saw that tweet so many times last night. Um, the mm. other uh, fucking hysterical part of this was they have a, like a little commercial that, you know, like an ad, right. That they filmed with, it's got Soken and this person, maybe they, they work for embody or maybe it's an actress or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about how it works and she comes on and it's cringe as hell. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like when she shows up, she's talking about it. And it's just like, okay. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, Yoshida's like, that kind of seemed like it was an April fool's joke. Video. Yeah. He immediately, he immediately took like, the piss oh, out of it. Gee. Like, like it's hysterical uh, that you, you're saying what we're all thinking, but also like mm -hmm. maybe you're not the person that should be saying so, that. Definitely, Yoshi what I want. like, who let that get? What was that? <laughs> he's like, I was busy doing final checks and what? Soaking. You can't what are let you doing? soaking just take over. That's yeah. what happens. Uh, um, what I wanted to say about the ear picks, um, you know, an ear is, you know, the shape of one is very kind of reminiscent of another shape that we always talk about you know the nautilus and <laughs> oh, thanks aldino thank you yeah the inner so ear just... is in and of itself a nautilus yeah exactly right so it's it just all goes together it's all right? part of the conspiracy man mm -hmm. it's all yeah, connected if you send in your a picture of your ear so that they can make a custom Nautilus to fit inside, you actually will get bonus Easter egg like dialogue lines and mm -hmm. musical cues in the game oh, yeah. that reveal the actual secrets of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like you know, if you get all of that, and then you what is you like process it, and you it's all reversed, so you have to like put it through audio software, mm -hmm. and then you'll learn the secrets of all of Final Fantasy XIV yes. so that it'll play in actual like forward to backwards kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They've been telling us this the whole time. Cruise chaser mount. What does the song say? Forward, forward and, back. and back. And then forward and back. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is wow. the secret. Yeah. This is the truth. <laughs> and yes, the truth is real. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, the first time I interviewed Yoshida-san, he said he's a big fan of X-Files. You know, the truth is out there. Mm. So Exactly. Mm. There you go. Um, All along. So how this is going to work, uh, it, it you do pay for this. It is a yeah. one-time thing. It is not a monthly fee. They wanted to make that very clear. It's not a subscription. Yeah. Uh, so how this will work. Um, with Endwalker Early Access, 
um, there will be a 14 day uh, free trial period that'll begin. So mm -hmm. you can pre-purchase that um, and you'll get the benefit of saving 20% on all orders and um, you'll get uh, an early experience before the official release. Uh, the official release will be with patch 6.05. Um, and again, that's going to be January 4th. Um, mm -hmm. And it will be 1999 for the US. So for 20 bucks. So I, you know. I'm doing it. I'll I'm try 100 it out. Doing like, it. Like, not what, even the question. It's 20 bucks. What do I have to lose? You know what I mean? Like, I might as yeah. well, like, whatever. Um, and it wasn't the laugh. video that sold me on it. I'll be very clear. Yeah. You'll be <laughs> but, laughing uh, because you'll be rating, right? Because remember, the fourth is the Savage content as well. You'll be rating. And people will be like, how did you know to dodge that? I heard it behind me. Oh, God. Right? Exactly. There we go. Paid pay to, pay to win by, by <laughs> taking pictures of your ear. Ear, ear, ear to win. Ear to win. Everything's no. got a price. Ear to win. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I probably won't be rating new tier. I don't know. We got some people moving mm. schedules, and it's... Ah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I have this raid group. I have this raid group I'm running with right now, and there's like two people in it. Like, I don't want to name names, but um, mm. their names are Zanidra and Aldino. You know? uh -huh. And uh, it's it's agony. It's miserable. So I don't mm. know if I'm going to be raiding either next have, year, but have I you guess tried probably... the Biako strat? <laughs> Not touch the balls? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, just the way that you just say that, I you're just like so matter of fact. Don't touch the balls? <laughs> God. Yep. All right. No, I actually love raiding with them. They're great, so. Contractually obligated to say that. Yeah, I'm forced to say that. Someone please free me. Glenn, Glenn tuned in just in time. Welcome, Glenn. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, Glenn, if, if you want to make some kind of uh, little short uh, clip of this video, uh, feel free to, to use that. Um, she said it earlier, too, so there's, there's plenty uh, for you to <laughs> make sure. Make sure it, it it is not lost to the sands of time. We definitely have to keep it. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving down to housing updates. Uh, I, hey. Man, at, at this point, it was probably getting close to midnight. I was like, okay, oh, we're yeah. almost done, right? No, there's still got more to talk about. Um, so, uh, again, this will be 6.1. We will get the new residential district, Imperium. Uh, that'll be based on the firmament from uh, Ishgard Restoration. So there will be 24 wards and 24 subdivisions. So that's uh, a little, I think it was a little over 1,400 houses uh, per per world that we'll get. Um, mm -hmm. You'll be able to look at the housing wards um, in patch 6.0, but you won't be able to purchase anything until 6.1. Um, mm -hmm. They also showed a new uh, a new housing glamour. That's really cool. It's, um, if you guys remember the kind of like blacksmith armory um, glam they did a while back that like really changed the outside of the house. Um, they're doing one that has like a kind of like a restaurant theme where it's got like kind of like an mm -hmm. outdoor patio with an awning and it's got some tables and chairs and stuff. It looks really cool. So if you're one of those people that has like a restaurant or like a cafe house, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. yes. It's cool to see them. Obviously, they have some new tools or some new ways to get around this because they were never this involved. And it's cool to see them kind of evolve their tools at the same time as as we're playing, right? Because you look at this and you're like, no way that was possible back in Heaven's Word, right? Mm. Like, just them creating this and then having it be customizable still a little bit on top of what, what there's already there. So, 
pretty cool. Yeah. The 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 only downside with this mm-hmm. and the like the armory the glam armory. that they yeah. put out is you can't really put anything on these kind of like yeah. patios. Um, mm. There's you know you can kind of nudge, nudge them onto like the the edge yeah. or you know maybe you can like there's some interesting like glitch things you can do floatings and things like that. Yeah. A, like I I have like a floating deck. Um, mm-hmm. if you toggle between the houses and it'll like pop stuff up because of where the, the geometry and stuff is. But yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be curious to see what can be done with this one. But I think, yeah, it's, I love to see stuff that's so different than what we've had before. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, here's another house. This one has flowers on it. Or here's another house. This one looks like a paisa instead of a carbuncle, you know, like those are cute, but like, I love, I love this stuff. So I, I hope that there's more of these. Um, it's also just so helpful to people who are really into housing or role play or anything like within customizing their houses because, oh my gosh, the outdoor housing item slots have been so difficult to juggle for so long. I mean, there's always this bigger debate of housing in Final Fantasy XIV about getting more housing slots and the, and the housing plots themselves and obtaining them and all kinds of things. Um, because there's so many intricate, fascinating, really, really cool builds that people can do, but you're always like on a crunch for what like items you have to keep or sacrifice. And particularly outside in yards, it was really rough. If you were yeah. trying to have some kind of, you know, more detailed setup out there, you could really only have a handful of big items. So to do something like this, where they're creating these like smaller kind of settings, scenes that are attached to these houses, and that free up all those slots so it's not mm-hmm. like you're having to put down every single plate of food and every single you know yeah. goblet of wine that's on these tables and right. all of the chairs because again that would have eaten every single thing that mm-hmm. you had so it's really really smart how they're sort of deciding on these different settings um that are oftentimes used in rp or rp cafes and stuff like that mm-hmm. too but that also i think just give you something that's different that doesn't take up a million housing slots yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when I see something like this and the, you know, the side of the building has like all these chairs and tables and stuff like I'm assuming you can sit in the chair. It would be really mm-hmm. weird if you couldn't. Right. Maybe semi understandable because of how it is. But sure. like any any uh, group that's doing like a big, you know, I think about like Allure or, you know, any place that has mm-hmm. these kind of like big like get togethers or parties or, you know, for RP in these houses. Like something like this is really cool because yeah. it doesn't take up any extra item slots outside. <laughs> like yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so good. So I, I can't wait to see what what they come up with next for for this kind of like drastic uh, exterior mm-hmm. change. I, these these things are fantastic. I love what they've been doing with them. Um. So a uh, couple housing bits here before we get into how lottery stuff will work. Um relocation to land that is not yet ready to purchase will no longer be available as of 6.0. So if you have a small house and a bigger plot becomes available, sucks to be you. You can't Uh move into it. (sighs) I I hate that so much. So much. Granted, the likelihood that you see an available plot that is larger than your current house is probably like close to zero somehow I upgraded to a medium. Don't ask me how. I don't know how it happened. Uh, but yeah, like the likelihood that you'll <laughs> actually be able to relocate to a larger plot is so right. small anyway. So eh. I mean, yeah, in that regard, it does kind of suck, right? That yeah. if you're just trying to get like an upgrade on the size of house and like you've really been trying to get one, not being able to have that little like 
leg, leg up. Yeah. It, it does. It, it is really frustrating, especially when, you know, you might be super into housing or something like that. And it's so next to impossible to get any of those large plots or anything that, you know, you mm. might want to actually have for whatever reason. But again, that's kind of a bigger problem with just the way this entire system was made in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that you can't just like upgrade your own plot to large or upgrade your own plot over time and money or it's right. just a really unfortunate fundamental thing that's that's just no good about this system. But on the other hand, I am really glad that it evens the playing field because it did really suck to be like staking a place out and then have somebody just whenever they felt like it that was going to relocate, saunter on up and just take it and you're sitting there like, Okay, yeah, I've been here five so, hours. Steve, fine. Steven, I, wanna, I, I do want to bring this up because this is a really good point that I haven't really considered. Because again, this was like midnight last night. It was I was barely processing enough to like type this up. Right. Um, the amount of people I've seen transfer to a small is unreal because there's like twenty people trying to get the house and then they just jump in and like claim it. Um, yeah, yeah. So don't let people relocate to the same size plot. Let them upgrade. Yeah, but don't. Let them like. I'm just gonna take this house because there's a bunch of people. Just a block. Move. Whatever. Yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's still. I hate to say it because I'm right there with you, Fusion. Like sure. we've been trying to get a large for our FC, and it's super frustrating. But I also do think that like, if there's a plot, anyone should be able to get it. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The the difference between somebody who does have a plot and wants to upgrade to a larger That's house fair. and somebody, you know, who like doesn't have yeah. a plot at all and wants a larger house. It's like they both want that larger house. And to me, it's just a matter of, yeah, like one person was lucky enough to get it or the other person didn't have enough money or they just, you know, have never been able to get one or lock one down. Or it's so tough because like, again, it, it's it's just like a fundamental flaw of this entire system. Yeah. That we mm-hmm. have people competing for it in these really silly ways yeah. as opposed to just like being able to get a house whenever you have the money in your own home instance or whatever mm-hmm. and upgrading it to whatever size you're able to, which would be the best possible way, I think, to accommodate everybody. But as it is, I think the decision to make it completely neutral, like everybody is fair game for this plot. You know, if you already have a house and you don't get this, well, then you still have your house. Right. But like, yeah. Everybody has a chance at this and everybody can possibly get it because for those people who like have never had a property or have been trying for ages too, it's just as frustrating for them to not have anything. So it's like, I get it. It's just, it's not ideal for anybody. You know, this this whole, this whole discussion is like so irritating because it's like, okay, so this is how we're going to do this and lottery system Uh, and all this crap. And I'm thinking, I'm like, just redo the entire system. Like, that's the issue. It's not like... uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, I threw New World under the bus because of the economy, but I have to say that housing in New World has kind of a neighborhood feel, but also, you only see your house in that slot. You all can have the same slot. Final Fantasy XI is almost 20 years old. Mm -hmm. It has instant Mm -hmm. housing. Yeah. So... Like, come on. There are ways... I, I really like the New World style because it keeps the neighborhood... Yeah, kind of, but also allows you to see what you want to see. And you pick if you're visiting someone who has the same plot as you, then you can see their their plot. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I I don't know. I kind of really like it. But that they had that in mind when they started. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. I mean, it would be fantastic if at some point and again, like 
there's a lot of stuff that they'll, they'll probably be able to do in the future. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get through this big expansion. There's a lot of story, right. a lot of other things that have to be tied up, wrapped up, a lot of other features, you know? Yeah. But I really hope that this is something, it's obviously something they're aware of being an issue, but I really hope at some point they get the time and resources and team to just completely rework the housing system from the ground up. Right. And of course, that's going to carry its own problems. And we've talked about this at length yeah. about other, you know, on other podcasts. But it's one of those things where... I honestly think at this point with the player base that they have and the amount of people and with this being a major feature of the game and, you know, with all sorts of stuff that you can craft and or get from various achievements and rewards and duties and all kinds of stuff to put in there. It's like not everybody's going to want to use this, but almost every modern MMO has a more functional feature of this. Mm -hmm. And I do think that while 14 has an incredible housing system, the amount of people that are really allowed to engage with that is a ridiculous ridiculously teensy amount of this player base. The game, right, last we heard, has over 24 million (laughs) registered accounts. So they're fixing the housing issue by adding 1,400 housing plots per war. That's nowhere near enough. Like the, the, The whole problem is that there are a finite amount of houses that you get per world. Find a way to instance it. Keep, you know, keep the neighborhoods. Some people love the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Some of us could care less. Like, I just want yep. a big house to put all my shit in, make, you know, let people come into it. Maybe they need to be in my party in order to access it, whatever. But like, and, and you know, and again, we've, we've, if, if we're not complaining about like Vera hats, we're complaining about housing. <laughs> That's what we do here. So I'm going to stop with that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the lottery system. Um, yeah. This is something this is that a good I, change. It's a good change. Some of it is a little weird. It's it came across as a very obscure way to remove Gil from the economy. <laughs> um, yeah. But let's let's get into this. So in six point one, we will have the lottery system for housing. So um, to enter the lottery for a private plot, um, the, your character must have at least one class or job at level fifty or above. Uh, you must hold the mm-hmm. grand company rank of second lieutenant or above. Um, and another character on the same service ac- uh, service account must not own a plot on the same world, um, though you may enter the lottery for the purpose of relocating to a new plot. Right. Um, if you want to enter the lottery for a free company plot, your character must be a member of a free company, obviously, uh, <laughs> with authorization to purchase and relinquish land. Uh, the free company must have at least four members and be rank six or above. Um, Mm -hmm. Another character on the same service account must not own as a buyer an FC plot on the same world, though you may enter the lottery for purpose of relocating to a new plot. Um, Lottery schedule will be shared across all worlds and housing areas. Um, And so how they're going to break this down, there's two periods. So you'll have the lottery period. During this, each player may only enter the lottery for one plot of land during Mm -hmm. this entry period. You pick one house. Yep. That's it. Entry uh, of the lottery will take place at each empty plots placard uh, where players can view the number of entrants. So you can kind of see like what your odds are going to be. Players must pay the full price of the plot upon entry. Unsuccessful players will be refunded in full, but you got to go to the placard to get the money because in a game that has a mail service, it's apparently too complicated to just send you your gill in the mail. <laughs> Players cannot I, withdraw after entering a lottery. I bet 
I bet they hit the problem of the the maximum gill you can send in a, a sure. mail, yeah. and they didn't want to break did it. did mention it. Yeah. I was on Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, just send it yeah. in mug mail. And then like 10 seconds later, she was like, so oh. you're probably wondering why we're not sending it via mug mail. Uh, Let me explain. I'm like, thanks. I had gone to sleep, so I didn't know that you yeah. said that. Yeah, they, they talked a little bit about it. It's system stuff. I heard stuff. housing there's, and went, I you know, don't There's care. lots of numbers, and they just they can't. Yeah, um, but it's, it's probably like the core of it, honestly, is probably just you sure. can't send X amount of money, and they can't change yeah. that. Um so after this lottery period, you'll have the land acquisition period. Uh, you'll be able to confirm the winning entrant via the plot's placard. So you'll have to go to the house, check it, see if you won. Um, mm-hmm. Winners must claim possession of their land within the land acquisition period. Um, both the, the lottery period and the la- land acquisition period, they said they're like a few days. So you have yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't claim it, it'll be forfeit. And you'll only get 50% of your guild back. Yep. Be- like, like I said, this seems just like a really obscure way to remove mm-hmm. guild from the economy. That's all <laughs> this lottery system feels like to me. Uh, players who did not win the lottery will receive a full refund within a limited time frame. So if you don't get it in X amount of days, you just you don't get the refund at all. So, like, yeah. they're just hoping that, like, yeah, we need to get some gill out of the economy. What can we do? <laughs> uh, lottery system on houses, and we don't give them their money back if they lose or they, like, don't claim it in 48 hours. Yeah, that works but, for me. Like, it just seems weird in, yeah. in some regards. Like, it's yeah. fair. It's right. It's more fair than the current system. It's definitely more fair. But, like, it still sucks because <laughs> yeah. it's still a finite amount of plots. Um, My question any, yeah. is what happens? Someone wins it. They don't claim it. It's refunded 50%. Who cares? What happens to the house? The second... It goes There's back. not a second draw. It it's goes a, back yeah, into the... There's house. another yeah. draw. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think they give it... They don't, like, give it to the next person. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's so like, the, the idea is that they envision yeah. um, houses being bought, like, gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which then, I, I mean, makes me wonder... Like, here's a problem I have. Okay. You want this house... You have all your friends try. You don't win. They do. Don't buy it. Yes, you lost some money, but the house is back up for the next lottery. Mm-hmm. Repeat and repeat and repeat until you get what you want. Now, that's losing money, but with the prices of houses mm. in, the, in the gray market, you would not be losing much. So I think they have a little bit of work to do on that one. Immediately they, when I saw it, so it's they, a little terrifying. They also have mentioned that yeah. there will be logs of this stuff. Yeah, so, so they you have know, to watch. If there it. are people yeah. trolling this kind of stuff, yeah, um, I, they need that secondary it, it, system. And it's interesting too because during this, they were talking about yeah, you know, and there also might be players that like, you know, uh, put the money down for the house and then decide they don't want it. Fucking right. who is getting a house <laughs> has the money to enter the lottery and then is like, nah, I don't want the hardest thing to get in the game. Who are these players <laughs> that you're thinking of? I mean, I'm sure somebody would do it. Um, I'm sure. I am no, I am not in the gray I, market because I don't want a house, but being adjacent to it, there are houses flying around for like 400 million gil. And yeah, that 24 million for a large, I lost half. Okay. That's less than 10% of all I have. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned because if you really want that particular plot and you're one of those type of people, mm-hmm. you will do anything to get it. People have spreadsheets. People have uh, you know an army of clickers for the placard we just have to make sure you know make sure that it's that it is equitable right yeah <laughs> it, it could really give you a leg up if you just have a bunch of people who don't care about losing half of a small house i'll give you the money back in one mail 
right? Maybe. So it's something that they do have to watch, and I know that they will be. It's just yeah, a little bit weird. So the whole system, like, it's just like it feels like they could have avoided this if they just yes fixed oh, housing. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I know, like, right? That's the bloody good statement. Just fix housing. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, obviously fix housing. It's so <laughs> simple. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know we'll we'll just have to wait and see yeah. um, how this is received, and you know once we kind of mm-hmm. get hands on with it. I mean, it, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know if we mentioned we we did talk about this uh, last episode though. Uh, we did uh, ask Yoshida about um, the lottery system in our interview from the media tour, mm-hmm. um, and basically how this will work is that um, the operations team will be able to decide um, which uh, wards or plots can be either like first come first serve or lottery based. Um, obviously, in a game with twenty four million registered accounts where there's only so many houses, uh, lottery system everything. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't know why that's even, like, a consideration. Like, just e- literally everything should be on the lottery system to make it as, as fair as possible. And even mm-hmm. then, it's not going to be great because of the way that the system was created. Um, so, yeah, that is that is housing. Um, if you are out there hoping to get a house, hopefully this will be a system that will make it easier for you to get a house. Yeah. Um, Time is wanna... not the determining factor anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. S- similarly, too, uh, for relocation, I know we talked a little bit about that earlier. If you mm-hmm. want to relocate to a plot, you basically would have to win a lottery, and then you could just relocate. Um, yeah. once you basically just get access to that that plot mm-hmm. um, from that. So, which is cool. So there you go. Um, last but certainly not least, the Oceanic Data Center. Uh, they are planning to open it up in February of 2022. So only a few months out here. The data center will be called Materia. Mm-hmm. Um, and worlds in the Materia data center will be treated as new worlds, so you'll have free world transfers um, and other bonuses will be available for that when it becomes available. Delayed, but still happening. Yep. So <laughs> that's great. So there you go. Yeah. Whew, there was a lot in that live letter. Yeah. I mean, it was a good hours. one, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I... One. They had a lot of stuff to cover. There were there was a lot of, you know, fun, exciting stuff. And then obviously the stuff they had to start out with, just that delay. But I mean, honestly, I'm so excited for Endwalker. And I think there were even some nice surprises in this live letter mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting to get, yeah. but that I'm actually really looking forward to. I yeah, cannot wait to stuff. see how jobs are translated into PvP. Like that's that's mm. I can't wait for that live letter. Uh they've said it will be ahead of six point one at some point. They're gonna tell us how the jobs work, how PvP works. I'm I'm really excited to see that because it really looks like a more MOBA slash hero shooter way that they're going. Yeah. So I would love to see the jobs kind of conceptually, like imagine trying to turn a astrologian into Lucio or, you know, like that's what I'm imagining, right? Like the they're, they're certain also, they're core ability. Like Overwatch 2 got delayed. Yeah. Excellent. This is our time to shine. Everybody. Yeah, this is our time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting for me to see, and I can't wait to see what jobs even mean in yeah. PvP. All the white mages coming in like, Warriors of Light never die. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that is it. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? I mean, so obviously, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this a little... Uh, after the show, just amongst ourselves, right? But for everybody out there, uh, obviously, uh, Ed Walker has been pushed back two weeks. So that is going to affect our schedule a little bit. Um, 
So we, we, I was so happy we had everything like planned out until like the new year. I'm like every single Saturday, like we know what's going on. It's going to be great. And then they're like, yeah, so we kind of like ninja the date back on that cookbook. Oh, you were planning an episode about the, co- mm, mm-hmm. well, darn. Um, <laughs> and now this, so we're going to have to, uh, to rework our schedule a little bit here. Obviously, um, you know, the holidays are also a thing. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll just mm-hmm. have to kind of wait and see. Obviously, we'll let you guys know. Um, we'll you know we'll put it up on social and stuff. Uh, we also do have uh, the new uh, events uh, option on our Discord, Discord.gg/gamerscape. So you can click on that and see uh, if we're gonna be going live that week. I try and get that up earlier in the week when I remember. It's still new. I'm still trying to get it into my my routine early in the week. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll we'll let you guys know uh, what kind of schedule we're we're looking at here. Obviously, um, with with the changes now, we we will have to to shift some things around a little bit. So um, obviously, we do still plan on having our review. We do still plan on having lore casts. Um, we just don't know um, what the time frame is going to look like for that now. So, uh, so there you go. I think that's. Uh, is there anything else that we need to? The only thing that I was going to say back in the tombstone section is what aphorism is, right? Because, you know, mm. we like to look in the names of things. What even so is an this aphorism, word? <laughs> right. So an aphorism is one of those things like power tends to corrupt. An absolute power corrupts absolutely. So there are these short, pithy, like, sayings, right? Um, and it's funny, you know, like, these are, these are elegant tombstones of aphorism. So what are they? Are they, like you know, never look a gift primal in the mouth or what, what are these? I want to get a list of them. Right. Like a bunch of little trite Mimi sayings from ancient Alec that we're going to be trading in. Yeah. 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 Man. I can't wait to know. Anyway, that's the fight anima. We're like, can we just look in your mouth real quick? We just want to make sure that there's nothing. sus. (laughs) It's funny because I thought we might get something in this live letter about, um, Island sanctuary. Uh, And, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't, but I did love the other stuff that we got and the look at the PVP. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. um, even that little detail about like the NPCs following you around between quests. There was so much good stuff in this, but that was one area that I'm still super curious to actually hear more details Mm -hmm. about. Um, The new trailer obviously was also just absolutely incredible. And the music in it just made me tear up immediately. Um, But I was a little bit surprised that we didn't get anything about that. I mean, granted, it's probably going to be coming out a little bit after stuff, but still. Yeah, mm-hmm. Island Sanctuaries will be like 6.x. Um, yeah. But after, you know, and we, we talked about this a little bit uh, last episode, episode before. Um, it would have been nice to get some clarification on a couple yeah. of things, especially yeah. with all this talking about housing. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of, of uh, music and stuff, um, the EP that was scheduled to come out, the vinyl EP, uh, with uh, footfalls that is still scheduled for November seventeenth, or mm. yeah, that's I right. Think it was, yeah, it was seventeen. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking seventeen. Is that the right one? Yeah, that is the right one. It's still coming out on time. That's not getting pushed back or anything. So mm-hmm. you'll at least be able to just you know listen to the Ed Walker theme for like two weeks while we wait for which the, is nice. uh, expansion. So just on loop, yeah, mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, so yeah, I think that is gonna do it here for us this week. Um, if you want, you can find me on the internet, uh, on everything as Ralph Alderg, R-O-F-L-D-R-G. Uh, Zanidra's not here, so. 
Yeah. Her thing is blank because that's how this layout is made. So, uh, <laughs> Aldino, I know you, are, you're still working on your, your OnlyFans, right? Or your yeah. fan house? Yeah. Or what are you? Yeah. I got a lot of ideas uh, about that from when we went to the convention. You know, I'm just trying. You know, I went to uh, some content creation pod, uh, <laughs> some content creating pa- panels. Oh, and I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, what is, there what was is some this great face? Content what are, what is, uh, why are we? I may have told a story about a foot. And oh, that's yeah. all I'm <laughs> going to say while yeah. I was on a panel at the we convention. We are discovering that all the weird fetishes today. <laughs> We've got ears and, and balls and foots yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah. It, <sighs> you know, gosh. I saw the chat. It seems like a really short podcast. Yeah, because it's not a. It's not like media. T- huh. Oh my gosh, oh, I know. It's not like we had 10 hours oh. of content to cover. Oh. And this was still a good hunk of information, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, to segue, to segue from there, yeah, the only other place you can see me is on Gamer Escape, where I wrote a lot about a whole bunch of jobs. And it was mostly right. And I'm still <laughs> changing some right. of it. <laughs> I mean, it's like 95% right. Come on. I mean, we'll take that. Yeah. That's still pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. So yeah, how do you know? In places. Rook, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me here. You can also find me on Twitter, at Bird of Chess. Uh, Twitch, Bird of Chess, and YouTube, Bird of Chess. Uh, But But next week... It's officially happening. Uh, I am going to be changing and rebranding everything to Rookery. So R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Um, don't panic if you see it or you see the changes. If you follow or subscribe or like now, it'll just automatically update you for you. You get this you, notification. But... You're like, who the hell is this? What? <laughs> yes, it's me. It's Rook. <laughs> so it's, don't it's panic. Fine. Everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> but that will be officially going through. And if anybody is curious or if you wanted to learn more about the lore behind the zones and the media tour, um, um, we put a lot of work into, uh, particularly my coverage over on YouTube of those three lore uh, lore tours of the different zones as well as the dungeon and stuff like that. So if you are right now like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Endwalker's been delayed for two weeks. If you want to get a little more hype, you want to watch some cool stuff and you want to learn a little bit more about the lore, history, and or tie-ins or things we might be able to expect uh, from the expansion, maybe, none of it confirmed, but much tinfoil hatting and mm. real history involved, uh, check that out because I really enjoyed making those and we have more cool videos coming. So so half of that Garlemald video is just you talking about the pipe, right? Yeah, the, most the, of it is the, just the lore and the, the theories about the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. I just, I, that, that's my favorite part of Garlemald. It's, it's a pipe called the pipe. The, nice. the most imaginative <laughs> name. I just, I just, we need to get, we need to get out of this section because we were talking about balls and there's the only thing that I can think about the pipe is just not okay. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> Al, do you know? Look. No. Bad. Who do you think the first emperor to lay the pipe was? I'm sorry. I get, no, my God. Oh, oh my God. Was it Emmett? Al, do you know? Al, do you know? We got to stop Fusion. We got to stop him. We got to stop now for the good of all. <laughs> so I just I just want to come in. I set that up and I'm glad that you took that bait. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was totally in the back of my mind. I was thinking, well, we've covered <laughs> all these other things. So much has happened today. I don't even know how to process it all. All right, so if you would like for some reason to contact the show, uh, you can email us, aetheriteradio at gamerescape.com. You can find us 
on Twitter as well, Aetherite Radio. Uh, you can also find us on all the things at Gamer Escape, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gg slash Gamer Escape, where we have several channels where you can talk to us about a variety of things. Please don't come in and talk to us about some of the things that we have mentioned here today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, some super big news. Keep an eye on the website this week. Obviously, if you're watching this, like it's it might it, something might have already happened. Who's to say? You should go to gamerescape.com and just look. Aldino's really gone. He's just yeah. Aldino got eaten by those <laughs> loperants, and it's all over now. <laughs> <laughs> they really do eat flesh. <laughs> he it's was true. right. We should have listened to him before it was too late. <laughs> Oh, what the hell is this? All right, show? fine. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Glenn, I expect a fantastic video of all of this. Whatever just happened. Makes sense. Glenn of does it for do us. incredible edits. If you he ever does. need clips edited and the most beautiful, ridiculous artwork made for them, then absolutely. Mm-hmm. Alright, that is going to do it for us for this week, guys. Uh, again, uh, we will be talking after the show here, figuring out the schedule. Keep an eye on social. Keep an eye on that event tab on Discord. We'll let you know. I don't know if we'll do next week or not. We got to figure it out. Um, so we'll do that and uh, and let you guys know. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye. See ya.